comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Where do you think you're going, Stallion? Uh, just, uh, you know, gonna organize my cassettes alphabetically. Yeah, Judas Priest uh, goes before Crocus. Okay, I'm done. Episode 275. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. And live, live from, from Plano, Plano Texas, Texas, it's Saturday, Saturday night. night. It is Saturday night, the 23rd. We are live. Uh, we are. You're not. You're listening after the fact. <clears throat> to celebrate Half Hour Wasted episode 275. Yes, and if you're wondering why you didn't hear a Frank Liner coming out, well, <sighs> got some bad news. We fired Frank. Yeah. Um, Actually, the Germans drafted him into the Army. Yeah, it was a question of ethics that we really can't go into without, uh, you know, Breaking all kinds of legal issues. We've got a call coming in right now. Call him. We're just going to take it. I love you that are sound. the first caller on Half Hour Wasted Hello? episode two seventy five. Who is this? This is your favorite guy in the world. Oh, uh, let me guess. Wait, let me guess. It's Mark Johnson. Yes, of course it is. Fantastic. How are you tonight, Mark Johnson? I'm. I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We literally just started rolling like two minutes ago. Yeah. <clears throat> the great uh, listener, uh, the the great Dennis Pooh is in the house. He will be joining us soon. Yeah. He brought some food for us, which was very nice. Yes. And he's over there at the table with the lovely missus, his lovely missus, uh, having some fresca and some frou-frou tacos right it's, about now. So when he's done feeding his son a fried peanut butter and jelly taco yep. that's the truth he will join what? us yeah it's actually not uh it's not a fresca it's uh a safeway brand uh lemon lime i'll bet uh mr johnson is uh hip to uh the miracle of safeway seeing as they still have them out in california yes i am yes, yes I am. so we're uh we're enjoying the uh we're enjoying the refresh brand i wonder what, what the heck was so bad about lucerne brand by the way and why is it that you can still get lucerne yogurt but you can't get a uh, can't get a uh, Lucerne or a Safeway drink. What's on your mind tonight, Mister Johnson? Um, I have nothing really. <laughs> I just feel like calling. <laughs> just calling in to, to <laughs> calling in to bust my metaphorical testicles. No, no, I don't know. I, I, I guess I could think of something. Are you guys reading Lock and Key? I have read the first three trades. I have not read the fourth yeah. trade. Uh, it's great, and if you. Haven't been listening to our our good friends, uh, the Legion of Dudes. They have been doing some fantastic 
shows on that book. I am the idiot that's never even picked it up. It's a great book. And I book. feel bad because it's one of those I would like to read. I've heard a lot about it. It is a great book. It is. I think it's the best uh, comic out there right now. Now, is it a Vertigo title? Is this a, uh, is this a plug for you? or a, I Honestly, I don't no, know. No, no, no IDW, chop. I think. It, it, I think it, yeah, I think it's IDW. It's a great book. It yeah. really, really is. So no chops busting. I honestly just don't know. So, but that's where I'm at. Now I'm uh, I'm trying to be good these days. You know, I'm trying to be a trying to be a nice guy because uh, I need all the uh, the karma I can get right now. Really? Yeah. I I need karma, but I'm not trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Uh, someday, um, someday you'll purchase some fine children and uh, they'll mellow you out. Well, I need a job first and a wife. Hey, it's, hey. it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Join the club. Guess what? I got the whiteboard. Can I share some some good news with you guys? Yeah, please. Today was day one for Brad's new job. Really? Punch in the fist, uh, No way. I did. I've been I've been uh, looking for a job for a long time. It's I didn't not, know. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Tell. I wanted to save it for the surprise. Okay. It's been. Um, uh, dang! I thought I could deal with that. That. Uh, that noise coming in and i had it fixed a minute mm-hmm. ago but now all of a sudden it's dang it it's changed it's i had it fixed no the we are hearing the the other callers it's skynet colin we're hearing the other callers are we a bit overdriven on your end are we too loud on your end no no there was a little a little static at first that it's kind of cleared up now. okay well i am that's probably me eating on the air I am working at the Hearst Conference Center, kind of like what Frank did at the Plano Convention Center, right, yeah. AV stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some AV stuff there. It's part-time work, but it could I could go as many as 50 hours in a week, depending on their schedule. Dang. Yeah, okay. so I'm excited. That's uh, that's real life, man. Yeah, I'm very happy. That's so cool. And I'm working with uh, and I'm working under uh, one of my good friends from uh, from high school. His name is Chris. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's a good sign. Um, yeah. I, uh, I do know that uh, there's a lot of people... Um, you get out of school, you, you go to do a like radio, TV, film, or something like that. You get out of school with your degree, and next thing you know, you're working at Blockbuster. And uh, a number of schools consider that to be working in the industry. So yeah. congratulations on actually working Thank in the you. industry and Thank not you. a Blockbuster. Do they even still have those around anymore? I've seen them inside uh, Quick Trip. I went over to, uh, oh no, I went over to a Tom Thumb. Here we are <laughs> talking, and, and Mark's spending his hard-earned money. You know what? That's a very what? good point. What? Oh, oh okay. I got a show for you guys you should watch. What's that? It is uh, Continuum. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, my gosh. What? Uh, yes, I have heard of it. Is it a Canadian show? It is a Canadian show. My good friend Johnny M told me all about that. It's only, what, four or five episodes old? Yeah, it's like, um, it's good. It's like Sarah Connor Chronicles, but way better. Really? You know? Yeah, it's about yeah. some cops that that chase criminals from the future back to the past or something yeah somehow they get powers am i right is that a fairly accurate description it's, it's about a cop who's stuck in the past it's kind of like terminator okay instead of a robot it's a chick cop and she has some of the technology so it's kind of like she has superpowers Sweet. because of the tech and the genetic enhancements or whatever they got going on i love that so they uh they have a um just a terribly ugly cast um with uh, Rachel Nichols and uh, Alexa Doig um, on board. I'm gonna track down the the pilot of that and and watch it. <clears throat> hey, they've, Mark? Also, they've also got Victor Webster, the guy who shot lightning out of his hands in that bad uh, X Men ripoff that uh, used to air on uh, 
syndicated oh. channels. Mutant X. Mutant X. Mutant X. Thank Mutant you, X. Mark. Say hi to say hi to Dennis Poo. Hi, Dennis Poo. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Mark Johnson. Hell's fire on the on the Twitter. Hell's fire. Yeah. yeah. And my nemesis. I don't post. I don't post on the forum for geeks. I don't have an account yet. Oh, that's okay. That's it's, okay. it's pretty free, and I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't let it hold you back. We could fix that pretty easily. We yeah. could start charging. I know that every time I go there, I have to uh, reset my password, uh, but that's on me. It's not. Uh, you know, I don't understand that's not the why. IT guy. I fixed this problem earlier. The B B part, and now the option for me to to select that is is missing. I so am shocked that uh, that I'm we keep sure. hearing people trying to call in. Yeah, Mark, we're gonna we're gonna say thank you for calling. We love you, even though okay. I bust your metaphorical testicles from time to time. Yeah. And, and, and if, uh, thank you, well, thank you, you for calling and listening. Yeah, if you have any questions about you know love or politics or something like that, I would be glad to answer them. If not, you know, hey, life is good. But we don't talk okay. about politics well, on this show. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Talk to you later, Bye. buddy. Bye. All right, go California. It's also a All Propellerhead right. song. I think I recognize that number that it's was a, just calling. It's a very nice uh, Propellerhead song too. I wonder if I should just call him back. I'm just going to double click him right now. There you go. Is this a Skype thing? No. Yeah, because we. Um, I know who that was. I posted the uh, the phone number um, on uh, me uh, me Facebook page, oh, which I never do. Yeah. Um, but I made a, a special uh, occasion here, and uh, I couldn't help but notice. And I'm seeing this more and more that the number is kind of highlighted with a little Skype logo next to it. There it is. Here we go. Hey, go ahead, caller. Is this <laughs> is this my favorite Korean? <laughs> Yes, it is. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Juan Bob? Uh, oh, yeah. So that's your favorite Mexican. Oh, yeah, my, my favorite naturalized Mexican. Hey, June Bob, it's good to hear your voice. Say hello to uh, Dennis Poo. He's sitting in on the, in Frank's chair this evening. Oh, hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? All right. Well, since you haven't, you know. You've got the uh, Asian quota met up. I guess I'll be the uh, Mexican for the remainder. I would say, guess, guess who just? You're our third Asian in a row, by the way. Guess who just? We just got third off the Asian phone. Yeah. <clears throat> guess who we just got off the phone with? Uh, who did you get off the phone with? Mark Johnson. It's apparently oh, true. Really? You, you yeah. people are taking over America. Yeah, Dennis was on the I'm show fine with. from the first, from the beginning, and then uh, no, actually, I beg your pardon. Dennis was the second because Dennis was eating the tacos. Mark Johnson called, and then Dennis hopped in Frank's chair, and now you. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing excellent, guys. I only got through on the 18th call, and I well, uh, you know, we you... we couldn't shut Mark Johnson up. <laughs> I didn't know Mark Johnson was uh, Asian. It was a uh, it was a contest. He's half Mark Asian, I. I believe. I've never half met him. So I don't know. Oh, His, wow. I've never met him either. But according to my memory, which may or may not be mm-hmm. accurate, I think he described himself once as half Asian. Yeah, I think he's uh, very Tiger Woodsy. I believe he's uh, of, of African American descent Blasian. and Asian descent. I think he's Blasian. That's, that's my understanding. Yeah, Blasian. which is all good. That's the official term, by the way. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Now, I don't think he has his golf skills, but uh, hey, who does? What's on your mind tonight, JB? Uh, uh, I guess a lot of things, but uh, well, you know, just uh, trying to uh, take a you know breather out of the uh, the busy day. Working yeah. day today. Are you so. drawing? No, I didn't get a chance to draw. I uh, mm. I have not been able to draw for about two weeks now. So, brother, I, I noticed a lack of your drawing uh, drawings on uh, on the Twitter. <laughs> well, you guys know that I uh, closed my uh, commissions list because uh, simply because I wanted to actually 
concentrate on finishing up my uh, sequentials for the project that we've been working on. Oh, um, sweet. However, the uh, <laughs> I I made the mistake of uh, leaving the you know giving them a heads up about the list closing and uh, you got uh, you get slammed. Two days, yeah, within two days there was uh, eight more requests that uh, came in. Oh, so sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry yeah, you're I, getting money thrown at you. Yeah, Boo-hoo. gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> do we need to get a collection together for you? About the money at all? Trust me, I'm not complaining about the money at all. It is the um, <laughs> it is practically having to deal with the fact that uh, right now um, it seems like I'm in more desperate need for time than I do uh, for money. Thank you, thank you for that. All <laughs> how how appropriate, how fitting. So sad, so sad that you're getting money thrown at you. The, the drops are so much more appropriate coming from Brad's computer than they would be from mine. So so be glad. Uh, hey, actually. Uh, Brad, I don't know, uh, just a uh, you know, tangent here, but uh, on a call, what the callers do not know is that there's a, there is a long-hidden lost episode that we never aired where um, we test, tested calls and episodes yes. before we officially started the episode. Yes. Uh, do you remember that we actually had an entire, the entire call you had that song going? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. That song makes everything better, much like bacon. Mm-hmm. I know. That song is the bacon of music. It is the bacon of songs, isn't it? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, yeah, the reason why I have not been able to do is that, uh, yeah, things have gotten pretty ridiculous at work again. And um, I'm actually on air, uh, you know, making an announcement that I'm actually beginning to, uh, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, on my own volition, I'm actually. Uh, Looking for a different job, I think. So wow, um, really? Well, yeah. I just made the uh, announcement I, I, that I just started a new job. Today was day one of my new job, and I'll tell you all about oh, it later. Oh, Yeah, you can listen to the I, you can listen to the beginning of the episode and get the the the, okay. the deets. So, are there a boatload of jobs um, in East Texas? Uh, no, I I'm actually uh, uh there I are if you're missing half your teeth. <laughs> I brought the entire scope to the uh, Texas, if at all possible. And uh, what's interesting is, and I did not realize this thing, and I'm now, uh, I will probably recommend it to anyone looking for jobs, is to uh, upload your resume to uh, monster.com. And uh, I didn't know that you could do this, but uh, you can sign up for a free account. And I mainly just uploaded uh, my resume uh, looking for these things. And um, uh, interestingly enough, um I got calls from recruiters uh, and uh, getting contacted pretty, uh, you know, heavily by recruiters. That will never so, end, uh, by the way. Really? Because I've, yeah, I've, exactly. I've actually met with a uh, recruiter agency um, called the Creative Group here in Dallas. And uh, um, sure. it seemed like a very nice meeting. And I think they're more, um, uh, they're more in the, the talent end or the producer end than the production sure. end. But I haven't. My phone hasn't rung once, as far as I know, from that. Well, I, I, I presume well, that Junebob's looking for IT-related stuff? Uh, no, I, I actually, I do not work in IT. Uh, oh, that's racist. The, uh, that's a racist <laughs> comment, Dennis Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Completely racist. No, I thought, oh, I thought Junebob he Korean, he work in IT. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he did web web uh, web design. I consider that. Uh, uh, I, I I do actually. Uh, what's interesting enough is that I'm 
I'm actually a uh, director of marketing at an engineering company currently, and oh, okay. um, I'm to uh, make a uh, uh, lateral, slightly vertical uh, move. So it's a you know diagonal move, I guess, uh, um, in that same field, but doing it on the uh, creative side of uh, you know marketing that actually allows me to go and use uh, design if I can. And so uh, there's been a couple of uh, opportunities actually in Fort Worth and uh, in Dallas right now. And a couple in Houston that um, I don't know. I, I haven't you know, seen it, pursued it, you know, uh, to the depth yet, to the uh, point of interview yet. But um, it's uh, you know, there's at least that's uh, that's feeling me, you know, it's helping me feel better about my current situation. That's cool. Hey, JB, um, can, I, can we make you a deal? Uh, make me a deal. Yeah, sure. make you a deal. Yeah, yeah. That's just what I said. Um, I will give you I'll our promise right now. Briefcase from the left. If you no, that's not it. Um, nice, nice guess though. If you get a job here in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area, uh, especially if it's yes, somewhere sir. up here in the uh, the Plano area, um, sure. we will get rid of Frank, and you can be the third. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 won't get rid of Frank because he is funny. We'll just demote him to Yuck Monkey. He's been absent recently. Yeah, yeah you know you, what? You think there's a reason for that? Where's his priorities? Where are his priorities? Yeah, that's heartless. He he missed two episodes, really, and you guys are just all over him. Look, it's his fault. It's he keeps like getting suspended. Okay, yeah, it's not our fault. He's you know he's suspending himself. We're not suspending him. Okay, he needs to get over that. <laughs> well, besides, you got Dennis. You know, Dennis uh, seems like uh, you yeah, know, but he's Dennis doesn't. Right home, so. Dennis doesn't like doing this. He's sitting there scared. That's true, and not talking. Dennis, uh, Dennis uh, know, does this to us. Uh, I know to from humorous. personal experience. That once you start talking, you want. You know what? I'd like to be in a fly on the wall uh, with you and Bill locked in a, a bank vault. How great would that and be? And see which one of you drives the other batty first. It would be actually. F- you know that we will both be silent in that case, right? What it, we I would guess. have to turn the show into a fortnight wasted. Yeah, and that way it'd be like painting the Golden Gate Bridge, where you know those painters they they paint from one end to the other, and they get to the far end they come back to the near end they start right. painting it again that's what it'd be for us we'd have like one episode end and it would be immediately time to start the next one because the episodes would be well you, know, you do the math that's so right. 24 hours times uh, 14 anybody out there call in now with the answer what is 24 times 14 you will well, uh, you'll win a uh, you'll win a shiner ruby Redbird if you get the right answer i think mark johnson's calling back uh-oh i don't know what well, that's uh, all about before before I wanted to forget, I wanted to. Oh, before I forget, I wanted to thank you, uh, Brad, especially uh, for the shout out you gave me to. Um, what was the gentleman there uh, with the funny name? There, I where there? Jean Luca uh, on the several episodes. Oh, Jean Luca Glazier from uh, Jean Luca Glazier. Yeah, Jean Luca. Make it so. Yeah, Jean Luca. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, you. Uh, <laughs> I gave him your web address. You were yeah, you were pretty emphatic about him looking you know looking that address up. He's like, you got a pen? He's yeah. like, uh, no. But you're like, go get it. Right, get a pen. <laughs> you got a nail or a staple? Carve it in your arm. No, I wanted him to see your stuff, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> I was gonna show him. Oh, oh. I was gonna show him that picture of uh, uh, Don Star you uh, did for me, but you know he wasn't in the studio. He's on the phone, so it made well, it hard. And, and I was actually uh, there were. Uh, uh, what was interesting was that uh, several of the recounts, I was actually glad that Brad corrected a couple of uh, comments that you had made. 
concerning oh, my uh was it Neil was it in fact con. Neil Adams that told you to trace? Yeah, it was Neil okay. Adams, but then okay, it was also it was interesting because every one of you guys said something um correctly, but then the uh, the details of some parts were wrong. Okay. And so uh but uh in just uh, you know, in overall in general, I think you you know, you capture the uh, the the essence of it. And uh and by the way, Sean McKeever did, not only did I have a conversation with him, but he actually gave me a, a portfolio review also. Awesome. So, Very good. So that was a good part of it. And uh, Neil Adams was, um, I the more I thought about what he had said, um, it's pretty interesting, but uh, I don't think he was necessarily trying to communicate to me that I need to start tracing over photos. No, and I wasn't suggesting that. I just thought... He yeah. was trying to tell you that by tracing, you could learn a lot that you didn't realize you could learn. Sure. And, yeah, yeah and he did, you know, he did the cues of any artist out there. He says 90%, 100% of them do it. Only, you know, only 99, you know, 99% of them deny right. doing it. And he's one of the 1% that actually, you know, admits to doing it. Right. And so. Um, I think as long as it's part it's of a, training, it's all right. Yeah, as long sure. as you're not publishing it. You know. No, I, well, and I think actually what he really meant was that um, I think he was if he were if he had a little more time to speak about it, what he wanted to get, uh, convey the message that he wanted to, uh, you know he wanted to convey would be that um, too many uh, aspiring comic book artists work from other comic book works as right. the uh, you know as not only an inspiration but almost like a guide for them to learn how to draw and. What yeah. he's trying to uh, get you to understand is that you need to draw from real life, and including photos would be the you know the best means of uh, being able to go in and learn you know how lighting works and how real life works. So, um, you know, uh, I would like to think that's at least what he meant, rather than uh, tracing over photos. Hey, are you making an oblique reference to Nick Simmons? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, or Rob, Rob Granito. It's a fair enough question. Hey, you know, you're not the only ones that ask questions here. Or Greg Land. Uh, oh, by the way, I did uh, I did have some, a bone to pick with you, Bill. Um, Good. You called Bring me it. gutless for uh, gutless for not uh, opening a conversation with him about the uh, the planetary uh, you know discussion <laughs> that he likes to you know he loves having. Um, Neil Adams about his theory of the universe. It's not that I didn't have the guts for it. I've actually uh, listened to the entire thing that he had posted online and uh i've listened to his whole discussions and so forth and um you know it was an old news for me uh from you know in his perspective with him and i had nothing to argue with him because i think you know there's some some things of it he's uh you know he's correct but i think the other part of it is that he doesn't postulate uh from the fact that you know he thinks the universe is growing and i think uh it's extremely hard for us to gauge that considering that we're inside the universe and looking out. Um, you know, unless you are able to step out and looking in, it will be an incredibly difficult thing for you to assess because there's so many other things that happen. Okay, no, the- However, my buddy that was actually standing in line with me when I went through the line, he actually opened up the conversation. So they carried on this conversation with me standing there. Oh, cool. So, uh, so it's, you know, we had the discussion overall after all anyway. See, here's, okay, here's a thank you for your first question. The correct answer is, and there will be nothing but correct answers this evening for any caller who has the stones to ask us a question about love, about politics, about religion, hey, whatever you got. Um, So the correct answer is that the universe is, in fact, expanding. That's pretty easy to figure out. 
Um, but the planet itself is not growing like someone blowing up a balloon. Mm-hmm. Was that there was too much brevity there? Should I, should I go on? No, we need to let JB go because we got other calls coming in. And apparently he's got an angry dog at the back door. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a pun or not, but um, no, he's, he's got dogs back uh, at the back door. That's my dog disagreeing with you. <laughs> well, tell, Bob, your, tell your dog it's a moron. <laughs> June Bob, we love you, brother. Yes, sir. I love you guys very much. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And, um, you know, keep on. Don't give up. Keep on. All right. And let's uh, let's start having some fun again, guys, on the show. Okay. You, was that a veiled if, if you say so. reference to, are you trying to tell us nicely that we're not having fun lately? No. <laughs> it's way not too at serious all. these okay. days. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later, okay? <laughs> Take care. Bye, guys. Hugs and kisses, JB. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I am a poor substitute for Frank, so. No, you are. You I wouldn't are say poor fine. substitute. You're, I would just say different. I might use the term refreshing. Ah! Thank you. We there are some elements that Frank brings to this shoot that uh, that we are missing though. Frank did leave us yes a message. And have have we need, played this yet? No, not yet. I oh, need to, good. I need to queue it up. I need to download it. Okay. So as soon as I get it, I heard it and after I got it. over the shock and the horror. What says? Oh, here we go. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. I think I know who this is, but why don't you tell us anyway? Can I speak to Frank, please? You have to call Germany, Johnny <laughs> M. How you doing, brother? East of the Rockies. You're on half hour wasted. I'm doing pretty well. Where's Frank? <laughs> Frank's in Germany. We yeah. have uh, we have the the great and wonderful the all what is that from the Wizard of Oz? Hmm? The great and the, powerful the power hmm? the great and powerful Dennis Pooh sitting yes. in Frank's chair this evening. You nailed it. Hey-o. Oh, that's awesome. He says, I'm not hey. going to lie, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, I know. You know. Oh, thanks. Dennis is no <laughs> Frank. I can tell you that, but Frank is, uh, Frank's uh, making the Deutschmarks right about now. Mm-hmm. Nice. You guys having a nice uh, 275 celebration there? Yeah, as you, as you should know, because you've been trying to call for 10 minutes. Yes, yes. I wanted to be first, but we, apparently I failed. We just got off the phone with JB. Sweet. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing well. He's doing well. How are you doing? Awesome. What, are, what are you up to this evening? Well, I'm not up to too much. Um, I started watching Doctor Who. Did I mention that to you, children? Before? No. Bring it. Uh, do any of you watch Doctor Who? The you know the not the classic and the radio stuff like the recent stuff. Well, I've, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. I've not seen one episode of Doctor Who ever. Ever any any wow zero that blows me away none. I got hooked on it. It was a Saturday night thing on uh, PBS station yeah. in uh, Oklahoma City, and so I got into it uh, during the the greatness of the Tom Baker years. Dennis, you said no, no Doctor Who. Uh, I remember the Tom Baker ones. The, mm-hmm. I did not watch those. I was a little kind of. You can get a lot of Netflix. Uh, you can get a lot of those on Netflix. It's weird there. Um, You've got you've got the uh, the new the Tom Baker ones. Well, I the, those were the new of... series, uh, uh, the last six years of Doctor Who are in the Netflix queue as Doctor Who. Those but there I've, are individual those I've doc- caught random episodes. Okay. of. there are Doctor Who episodes. Just kind of probably here's probably on PBS. Yeah, because back in the day, they used to be like four part or six part episodes. They'd be like twenty five minutes a piece or whatever. Yeah, not and they nowadays. Would just, they would st- correct. Not nowadays. They're just an hour long. But uh, but back in the day. They used to. It was a serialized format, and so every Saturday night at five thirty, I think uh, uh, Brit time, uh, Greenwich Mean Time, um, 
they would air a 25 minute episode. And so it would take four or six weeks to get through a storyline. But for American consumption, when it showed up over here in 75, uh, they stitched those together. Mm. And it was great, man, because, man, you'd, you'd get an episode that's uh, six segments long. And, man, you're in your chair for, you know, you're in your chair for two and a half hours. Hey, John, how many doctors ago did you start with? I never, I had no exposure to Doctor Who. Just like you guys were saying, I jumped on Netflix. I started with, uh, you know, season one, episode one, whoever that doctor is. Christopher Eccleston. Yes, correct. So how many doctors ago is that, Bill? Um, They're on the third doctor. Okay. Since. Since since Inception? No, since they restarted back uh, about five, six years ago. Did they restart or did they pick up where they left off? It was... Kind of a little of both. It's more a continuation okay. than a reboot. Okay. Um, is there a logical way they move from doctor to doctor? Does absolutely. it make sense? Well, it makes sci-fi sense. Uh, what happens is it the doesn't doctor, make sense with James Bond. Well, it's still Lord, the same okay, guy. This is this is much simpler. Than okay. James, or this okay. is much easier to swallow than James Bond. Okay. Um, if you can, you know, let your mind uh, go go sci-fi Will on you for a minute. Explain it to me after the show. I can explain it to you quickly right now. <laughs> I don't think you can do it quickly. The doctor uh, can regenerate when he suffers a mortal wound. Really? He, uh, um, a, a giant burst of Time Lord energy changes him into another persona. Oh, and okay. it's cool because not only do, does he change uh, bodies, faces, but his personality, uh, his, pers- his mind, his information stays the same, but his personality uh, changes around it. He has been curmudgeons. He's been impish. He's does he been have young, memories he's from previous old. doctors? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so when you it, John? Whenever there's a new actor, that means so, he died in the storyline? That means that the doctor suffered a mortal wound and would have died had he not had the power to regenerate. Okay. But regeneration necessarily means he changes personas. So are you digging it, John? Uh, I'm digging it. It's very campy, which is cool. Uh, the alien monsters are suits. Now, you how- know, it's not a lot of like CGI and stuff like that. They're kind of like... Goofy aliens, like Power and Rangers. Yeah, no, no, no. This is not like that. <laughs> I will say, I will say that that some of the production values do look a little cheesy. What about the current series? Is it cheesy or is it well done? No, it's really well done. Okay. but the storylines and, and what those creatures portray is is a lot more unnerving than I than I. Well, I've yeah. heard and the production heard, value would, would, would show. It's several people talking about how much they enjoy it. So, you know, it's, I, I might as well give it a shot. The, the themes are a little bit more adult um, in the new in the new current incarnation. That includes all three of the current doctors. Um, yeah, the themes get pretty heady. Sometimes. Yeah, they 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 deal. They do deal with themes of loss and, and you know, this and that. Uh, um, back in the old days, when it aired originally from 63 to 88, um, they were for the most part. Um, you know, kind of a Saturday afternoon matinee kind of what thing. What color tie should I wear to work today? One of those? Is that the big? Not so much a father knows best kind oh, of okay. thing. Uh, no, but um, uh, it was, uh, you'd still have monsters and stuff. And some of those old episodes could, could be kind of scary for a kid. I mean, because I watched them growing up and there were a few that kind of ooked me out. Like Twilight Zone scary? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. Okay. Um, I have, um, my eight-year-old has joined me in watching like the first, six or eight of the first season huh. and she loves it and, and it's perfect in terms of I don't know where it heads like you're saying but right now it's like 
kind of scary, but not scary, and things are fake enough that she thinks she's watching something scary, but <laughs> no harm, no foul type thing. Um, and what? at dinner today, we told her to finish her vegetables, and she told us rubbish. <laughs> so it's definitely having an effect on her. That's funny. Well, see, in the next season, she might say things like, Alon Z! And hey, um, then you'll <laughs> smile quietly to yourself. Does the name Mark Johnson, a.k.a. Hell's Fire, ring a bell, Johnny? Uh, sure. Yeah, he's Hell's a listener. Yeah. yeah, he's a listener. Uh, anyway, he, he said, I got a, he called first caller. He goes, uh, I got a new show you guys should check out. It's called Continuum. Yeah. And Johnny told me about it last week. So it sounded. Continuum's very cool. Yeah. Now, where can you find this? Is this like one of those things that you have to be close enough to Canada, like say in, in Long Island? I'm not sure. Or can you, is it Netflixable? You, or? It, no, it, it's a current running Canadian show that mm. just started. They're like four or five episodes in, and uh, you have to know your way around the internet to find it currently. Ah, okay. Yes. How uh, do you like, uh, did you catch uh, Sherlock season two, BBC? Excellent. Love it. Oh, you're kidding me. Are, are they, they've already started? Have they already finished their three-episode run? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I gosh. Just, I loaned the Blu-rays to Frank. The season two Blu-rays? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. See, I didn't even realize that they were produced yet. That's me. I don't know how I'm going to wait till uh, season three premiere. How many episodes? They're, three. You're going to wait the same way that me and Johnny are going to wait for Walking Dead season three. It's the very yeah. same way. Oh, I see. You just... Wait. You just deal with it, huh? And long for it. That's like uh, waiting. It's like waiting for season two of the Aquabats Super Show, which had a better cliffhanger. I didn't. I haven't watched uh, Walking Dead season two yet. That Aquabats was was a pretty good cliffhanger, by the way. The first half of the season was run by Frank Darabont. The second half of the season was run by Glenn Mazzara. Okay, it's almost like two different seasons, hmm. uh, but the second half of the season really picks up, and. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a cliffhanger the way this the second season well, ends. Sherlock is definitely some kind but of it's, cliffhanger. It's definitely a oh, man. holy crap! I can't wait till next yeah. season. Yeah, and I think more for the comic reader. Yeah, I mean, I know people that don't read the comic that thought the end of season two was cool, but it's definitely cooler for the people that read the book. Do you read the Walking oh, okay. Dead comic? Yeah. Okay, then then you're gonna feel the same way when you see the end of season two. You're gonna there's two holy crap moments. Okay, that okay. are gonna make you go. Season I have been three, following season the three, season like three, season bleeding cool and Newsarama and stuff. I think they're hinting at what's coming up. Yeah, um, I haven't to, had cable until last month. Okay, congratulations uh, on getting cable. What'd you go with? Did you get you some files? BIOS TV. All right. Well, then you're we were well equipped to uh, handle our system. Then I was bugging both you and Frank about that. Yeah, I think I. I I think I gave Fios uh, my my relative thumbs up. Yeah, they're good. Ah, dang it! Now well, I gotta, now I I gotta go search to, for Sherlock. I'm gonna let you guys uh, go ahead and answer some other phone calls. But uh, congratulations, you know we love you and stuff. And uh, and, and here's to the last 25 episodes ever. Uh, right. But, yes. Until the end of the world on December 21st. Apparently not, though. We have something coming up that kind of changes that. We do? Oh. Yeah, so you'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to. Uh, you know what? Maybe I could just play it right now. Was uh, well, now let's was take I, this phone call, John. We love you. We're going to take this call that? coming in right now. All right, later, bro. All right, bro. All right go Mets. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Who's this? 
Y'all win the Guns N' Roses tickets? <laughs> I'm on the 25th floor because I was really trying to look Guns N' Roses tickets, man. Jim Dietz, <laughs> Legion of Dudes. How you doing, sir? I'm doing swell. How are you guys? I'm really sorry. Uh, usually Brad's the first one to call in on an LOD college show. I wanted to be the first one to call in on on your show. Uh, I was a little tardy because of my daughter. So That's okay. Oh, dude. She decided to... She decided to baptize the living room in milk, so I had to stop. I had to put an end to that. Oh, Jim, you and I are twins. It's like we live parallel existences. It's eerie sometimes. We should call you Bill of Earth 2, and we should call you Jim of Earth 2, of Earth 1. Really? Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Wow, I get to be Earth 1. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. I think maybe I have a new Twitter <laughs> handle I need to uh, break out then. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of scary. Like, oh, we grew up with all the same comics, and uh, all that. I mean, just... Uh, uh, it is kind of weird that we're separated at birth. I know. I, I don't. Way. I don't get that because and it's the most obscure stuff, like uh, you know, Steve Kerber defenders and uh, yeah, you know, the, the the Steve Lytle uh, Legion stuff. You know, I mean, you know, I have uh, the Satellite Justice League. Like we have this whole like uh, you know unspoken language between us that we we know about. So. And that's so weird too, because I'm uh, I'm a big believer in uh, nurture uh, versus nature or nurture over nature, but I'm starting to think I'm. I'm wrong about that, and that it's just like in your ding dong DNA. That's for you, Brad. Um, Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain that kind of stuff. Um, all I know is that it uh, it amuses me, and uh, and I smile quietly to myself at night as I go to bed thinking about it. It's it's always funny when the, we're in the email chain and Bill makes some offhand reference, and I'm the only one who gets it. <laughs> yeah. But I instantly get it. And I know immediately what he's talking about. You know? Well, I get a lot of Bill's references. I just mm-hmm. choose to ignore a lot of them. Hey, by the way, um, uh, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I would love to discuss at least briefly the uh, the whole firestorm over the uh, Snow White and the Seven Wharves uh, JPEG that uh, that went around. Has anybody seen this yet? Besides uh, besides us on the email no, it's chain, just the email chain. Dang! Did who someone po- Photoshop that, or did they grab that off the the interwebs? I forget who posted it. Okay. No, it was Ken, it was right? Ken Morgan. Yeah, Ken. Ken posted a picture divided. <laughs> Divided into a rectangular shaped picture divided into eight quadrants. Yes. The top left was, I want to get so much crap over this. The top left was Snow White and the bottom, the rest of the seven was all the same picture of Worf. And Ken said, my wife, you know, posted this on my wall. You know, it's funny. Ha ha. Because, you know, okay, Snow White and the seven Worfs. Okay. I get it. But I didn't find it funny because I didn't think it was clever enough. Okay. <laughs> now, if Worf's name had a D in it that was silent, right. it would have been funny. Okay. Or if Worf and Dwarves, like, yeah. okay, uh, if, what's the plural of Worf? Worfs. Worfs? No, it's not. It's Worfs. <laughs> if Worfs. Worfs. With a V. If I think it would be Worfs. If Worfs and Dwarfs. I've got an English degree. I can, I can speak authoritatively on them. Excellent. Thank dwarves you. Dwarfs with a V. I thought the evidence is rolling but wait, in. Wait a minute. Now, hold on a second. Now, if Michael Dorn's character were to go with a, uh, a pole and go try to catch something, would that be a fisherman's wharf? Yes. Yes. Now, you send me a picture of, of somebody... You know, picture wharf, and like, and they photoshopped out the bat lift, and they put in a fishing pole. Oh, it's a God fisherman's fishing. wharf, and that would be that would be funnier than than Snow White and the okay. Seven Wharfs. You know, that would be funny in comparison to the other one. Yes, that's actually very good. I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't think of that. So that that apparently caused a, a firestorm of controversy on on our uh, little uh, uh, dudes uh, half hour wasted uh, email chain that went around. And I I apologized on the email j- chain, but I want to apologize and. In front of 
all 12 of our listeners right. to the Legion of Dudes. That's because we got 10 people in the house right now, by the way. I, I, uh, we have a couple more than 12, my friend. Okay. I, trust me, we know. I had a bad day that day, and I let my emotions get the most of me. Oh, no. And I responded in a manner via email that I... Well, that was not fair. Then why was Ken the one who was apologizing? No, I said I was... Oh, that was you? That was me that apologized. Oh, I should have read closer. My apologies. You and Frank just skim your emails like it's no big deal. Well, Unless it no, directly concerns you, you don't give a crap no, about anybody's I do email. read those, but I there are times when I'm not able to look at my phone for a couple of hours in a stretch. And by that time, and then when you 67 phone, emails have, have yeah. gone by. And, and then instead know, of reading the entire thread, uh-huh. you go through and... and respond to them individually down the line it's like i've got a friggin' time machine I'm i, I going blame, back in time i blame my smartphone um it's the way it presents them to me jim how old hey, is your give him a break he's he's, he's the quiz dot rock give him a break <laughs> <laughs> how old is your is your daughter tell me her name again her name is violetta beatrix deets Viol- uh she's 15 months and Except for a tiny sty in her eye that we're dealing with right now she is fine and wonderful oh that's awesome Violetta? She's wearing a Violetta. It's the uh, Italian uh, version of Violet. It's from a song by our favorite band in the world, Gogo Bordello. This uh, gypsy punk band. Cool. Uh, called Start Wearing Start Wearing Purple. Uh, the lines in the song, A Little Purple Lady Would Be Perfect. Uh, Vio, Vio, Violetta. Cool. Um, so. Aren't kids she's wonderful? She's wearing her green, green Lantern onesie that I got her at New York Comic Con. Sweet. <laughs> so not a... Uh, in honor of uh, 275. So I'm, she's not a Purple Lantern then? That's probably good. I'm kind of regretting getting my one-year-old that Spider-Man tattoo. Yeah. Uh, didn't go over well with the misses. Well, neck tattoos, are they're going to be passe yeah. here shortly. <clears throat> so the kid's never going to be able to live that one down. The guy at the shop said, she won't feel it. She's a baby. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours of screaming later. Yeah. Who's laughing now? Um, yeah, and I'd just like to uh, defend. I I didn't get – I got so little love for my uh, response to that email. Um, I, I said – it's kind of suggested that, yes, I did, in fact, get it, and I have to admit it took me about five or ten seconds to, to figure out what was going on with that uh, JPEG. And then I went, <laughs> and uh, then I replied back and said, uh, yes, uh, yes, I do get it, and that's good stuff. And uh, what I want to see next is uh, the uh, image, um, Seven Wars for Seven Brothers. And man, that I got, was I got funny. No love off that. that was funny. I said it was funny. Thank so you. You obviously don't know how to use your smartphone. It's smarter than you if you didn't see that. I know. <laughs> That's why I won't get one. I refuse to have a phone smarter than me. You know what? I know a couple of people like that, but they're usually old farts. Yeah, yeah well, I'm an old fart, I guess. Well, we're not that far apart in age. <laughs> no, not really. I knew a guy, um, so much. a camera guy, who's um, who's like 45 years old. He's he's right there with us. He had uh, he had this uh, um, a droid. Comes up to me and says, "How do I do this? How do I forward a text? How do I do this and that?" And I answer all his questions. He goes, "I hate this phone. I hate this phone. It's too complicated. I just want a phone." Like, really? Yeah. How do you like? How do you surf the internet when you're driving on the highway? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Good point. Yeah. Right. Because you're not wasting enough time at home on Facebook and Twitter. You need to waste time. And I used to really hate that. I mean, we just sold our restaurant, but. Maybe for the past eight years, up in the boss, I, I really hated our servers and everyone, you know, tweeting and facebooking on you know on company time. I used to just drive me nuts. Hey, uh, we have a special announcement from Frank. Would you like to be a part of that, Jim? Would you like to listen in as we listen to the special announcement from Frank? Of 
course. I love the Frankie Rincon. Frank's in the Germany. Agents were awesome. Frank's in Germany, buddy, but he sent us this message. So here we go. This is Frank A. Rincon from the Half Hour Wasted Podcast. While I'm in Germany looking for my long-lost brother, I thought I'd take a moment to send a message to you guys. Now, I realize we've been doing this podcast for 275 episodes now, and I think it's time I say some stuff that's been on my mind for a while. I mean, honesty is the best policy. Brad, first you. Your knees are always shiny, and Hmm. they have tiny bumps on them that distract me. Hmm. Bill, I once saw a live scorpion on your head, but I didn't say anything. I wanted to see if it would sting you. (laughs) It feels good to tell the truth. No, it's a lie. It Actually, it doesn't. But this isn't a lie. I love you guys, and I enjoy our Wednesdays together. And I truly hope we get to do a thousand more episodes. So, in conclusion, I'm glad I know you guys. And P.S. I did pee on one of the microphones before I left. See if you can figure out which mic it was. And here's a hint. It was all of them. Sight! Nice. So, Classic Frank. <laughs> I'm not sure which the important announcement is. Is it that he peed on all the microphones or... That's the that's a very important That apparently we're going to continue past episode 300. Yeah, yeah because, that's what I was going to say. That's what yeah. the important announcement was because uh, he's been alluding to the fact that 300 is going to be the end for him. But now he wants to do 1,000 more. Yeah. No, not the end so, for him. It's the end for all of us. That's why so I take out of that. He's, he went up to uh, 1,275. And then you call it quits. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So you heard it there, listeners. Uh, we are going past episode 300. So and we're going to force Frank to, to do so. Boo. All right, Jim. Jim Bob. Jimmy B. Jimmy B. Whatever. Jimmy D. <laughs> I'm confusing. Sometimes when I try to make up nicknames, I, mm-hmm. I take nicknames that I say a lot out loud that you kind of just roll off the tongue. So Because like June Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I confused Jim Deeds with June Bob, so I'm whatever. That's okay. I'm just, He's the Asian one. You're, like yes. you're desperate for he some can sausage. Draw. I cannot. <laughs> Man, you I'm for, with you, well, Jim. Happy, that, that, hey, that's one more thing. guys. I know you probably got a lot of other people ready to call in, and my daughter needs to change you a diaper big time. So <laughs> I will say adieu to you, wow. and uh, I will do to her her do-do that ah. she do so well and i will talk to you soon (laughs) all right thanks jim all right all of us guys congratulations thank you brother talk on dude bye dang i meant to ask um, there's another call okay hey go ahead caller you are on the air this is brad and and bill and special guest dennis Pooh filling in for frank rincon how you doing tonight hey guys this is liz liz 275 liz bds murph on the twitter how are you doing this evening I'm good. How about you guys? Good. I had the pleasure of meeting Liz in person uh, at the Texas Frightmare weekend yeah. a month or two ago. And, uh, yeah. It was nice to, to meet a, 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 a crossover listener, I, crossover, I, crossed over from the Walking Dead yes. podcast to the and I felt like a basically heel. every other show on our network. And I felt like a heel for not getting down there just simply to say what's up. It was expensive. It I would know. have been an expensive visit just to say what's okay. up. But I had a free ticket, which is why I was there. 
Yeah, yeah. So I understand. I only traveled halfway across the country, but it's okay. That's what I'm saying. That's you what know. I'm saying. We, you know, that's okay. It's we've okay. Uh, we have parry and reposted so often on uh, on on Twitter that uh, I I feel like uh, I don't I know what those words mean. That to you me, in all of a sudden, I saw you and Liz in person. my mind fencing. In the yeah. white uniforms, those are, those are, those are the faceless pen, those masks. Are terms. Oh, okay, it's not a faceless mask. It's like a mesh. It's to, right. It's supposed to keep your eyes from getting poked out. Does that mean your twitters are not nice but, to each other? But no. But those are um, those will not protect you from a laser pointer, though. So okay, uh, you know, so lightsaber, something like that, cut right through it, man, like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, Liz? Um, not not a whole lot. I, I mean, you guys wanted obviously that, besides you know. Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker. Yeah. What's on your mind? Hmm. I, I want to ask Bill why I should read the Green Lantern. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I can answer that up until issue five of the new 52. And um, that's because uh, the, here here's your answer. Thank you, by the way, for the question. I, I've been hoping that there would be a lot of Q&A uh, during this. And it's gratifying uh, that there are people out there who uh, who have noticed and, uh, and are coming strong with uh, with good <laughs> questions for the panel. Uh, I'll handle this one, Brad. The reason you take it. The reason you should read Green Lantern is because uh, starting with Jeff Johns's Green Lantern Rebirth, uh, which is now years old, um, by the way, um, Jeff Johns has crafted and expanded uh, the DC universe um, to places that. Uh, even though the Green Lantern has been around for, what, closing on 50 years now? He's been around since the 60s, um, obviously. Um, and, yeah, so I guess about 50 years now. Uh, that's not counting the Alan Scott uh, uh, Green Lantern, who whose powers are actually more magic-based and who he cannot affect wood. That makes no sense to me. Can't affect the color yellow is so much simpler. Um, but uh, Jeff Johns has taken this, this, this universe of the Green Lantern inhabits, instead of it being... Goofy Monster of the Week, and can Green Lantern make a pair of pinchers with his willpower or a hammer or a boxing glove? Um, he's actually expanded uh, the DC Universe to include a, a literal spectrum, a color spectrum of Green Lanterns, which um, he did a little bit of tying in. He took the uh, the Zamorans, the, uh, the Star Sapphires, and turned them into the Purple Lanterns, and so he gave them kind of more of a purpose than to simply be a foil for the Green Lantern. Um, Sinestro, um, who was another just uh, foil, a former Green Lantern, uh, becomes the leader of the Yellow Lantern Corps. And so he crafts this entire universe basically out of nothing. The, the thing that's genius about what Jeff Johns did is that he he created some stuff out of thin air, but he built upon DC legacies and DC history in such a way that you're reading this going, how is it that nobody ever thought of this before? Yeah, it's every now and again you get that in comic books. It's, it's great. It's one of the reasons to read comics is, is this, reason, this idea is so simple and so cool that how come 50 years in, no one has done this yet? It's almost like uh, when you hear uh, a song with a, with a new chord structure or something and you go, you know, there's only eight notes, you know, unless you count the half notes. You know, how do people make new songs when there's only eight notes? It's like, surely all the combinations must have been used by now. And and math, uh, Dennis is much more a math person than I am. Maybe you can comment on, you know, uh, um, God, what's the, what's the term? Um, uh, I'm just I'm blanking right now. But when you, you know, how many different combinations you can have of of eight individual numbers? And what's the term uh, for that? Factorial. Yes, thank you. Factorial. Yes, um, you know the factorial. Uh, uh, you know, probably gets pretty high when you've got eight notes or twelve notes. Or I'm trying to remember my keyboard right now. Anyway, 
So the point is that um, that you've got this universe here, which has basically exploded, and you've got a combination of him expanding this universe in many ways, and the fact that he is a very solid writer. He's not the best writer out there, but this cat, um, he writes, he somehow finds new spins for old things, and clearly uh, he reads and appreciates his comic book history. Um, so he is what what he does is he takes things that might have propped you know might have come up in the corner of a panel in an issue from 1967 and he basically turns that into a whole new corner of the universe and it's just really cool the way he does that and he is a reasonably gifted writer just he's one of those guys that you could you know if he wrote a book it would probably be enjoyable to read you know so he's just he's he's a good writer to read but it's the ideas that he brings to the table that I think are the best and uh Green Lantern in particular has been gifted with a number of uh, very good artists uh from uh from Doug Mankey to Ivan Rice to Ethan Van Skyver um uh to I'm trying to remember um um Fernando Pazderin uh has uh, gotten some time on there and uh, there's there's a couple of artists that I'm forgetting, and I feel bad about that. But anyway, so um, shall I go on? That, no, that, that's probably good, but I want to okay. let you know what, what prompted that was your episode where you decided to, to figure out, like, who belonged to what lantern ring color. <laughs> like, if you had to pick it up for all the different things, and I thought it was a pretty cool premise, so I decided maybe the I'll start reading is pretty cool. lantern I mean, at some point. Yeah. John's, you know, by setting up all those different colored lanterns, I mean, he sets up interaction between... I'd say atypical archetypes. And it, yeah. it seemed like, like Bill said, why hadn't anybody thought of this before? You know, they've had uh, the Green Lantern. done a little bit, but not to the extent that John's. Yeah, I mean, he really, he really, you know, it's kind of like when that person first put bacon on their hamburger. Mm. They said, why hadn't anybody else thought of this before? This is awesome. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's the same type of deal. Okay, so I have one last question. I'll let you guys get back to taking other calls. But if I start with Green Lantern, what should I start with? Is there one particular story arc that will just like wow me and really suck me into wanting to go and read everything? Honestly, I would start with Green Lantern Rebirth. Yes, Green Lantern Rebirth, written by Jeff Johns and drawn by Ethan Van Skyver. Okay. Because Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern, tell okay, explain this to me because I. I don't remember Green Lantern ever dying. Did he well, just go away, or did they? I mean, Kyle Rayner at one point was the only Green Lantern left. And what how happened did that happen? is, at one point, uh, during the death of Superman run, yes, Hal Jordan's hometown, Coast City, yeah, was destroyed by Mongol, a, a, yeah, a big time Superman villain. That's right. And when that happened, he went crazy. Yeah. And amped up his willpower and tried to recreate Coast City. Was that that whole Emerald Dawn thing? Uh, Emerald... That's I can't green. remember. I can't, Arrow, was it? Was it Emerald no, Dusk? No, I don't think... Emerald... Something like Emerald... I don't know, Because Dusk is a bad time to do things. He basically, you should never do things at Dusk. Never at Dusk. He basically <laughs> went nuts and killed... He, he realized he needed more power for his ring, yeah. so he was headed to... Oa, where the green power battery oh, is. Oh, that's right. Okay. He killed anybody and everything in his path, mm-hmm. including Sinestro. Okay. And well, then, how did he make it back? Hang then? on. Okay. It's explained you. in Green Lantern Rebirth. Okay. It's been a while since I've read and it. And when he got to Oa, killed the Guardians, mm-hmm. destroyed the battery, took all the power for himself, he became the villain known as Parallax. Yes. One Guardian, Ganthet, survived gave one last remaining Green Lantern ring to Kyle Rayner, yes. who was Green Lantern for a long time, 
meanwhile, Hal Jordan never died. He was parallax for a long time. Right. Then he basically tried to redeem himself by sacrificing himself to save the DC universe from the final night when the sun got blocked out. Oh. And then oh, became... Oh, that's right. He restarted the sun, yes, didn't he? Yes. Then became the specter for a while. Okay. And meanwhile, Green Lantern has been Kyle Rayner this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then Green Lantern Rebirth picks up with how and why Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan came back. Okay. How he became a Green Lantern again and explained exactly what happened when Hal Jordan went nuts and killed everybody and, and all that stuff. So that's a great book. It's a really great spot to pick up uh, the Green Lantern story. And then, of course, once that uh, six issues arc stopped, it was just a miniseries. Then uh, the Green Lantern book proper started up again with a new issue one. Jeff Johns wrote, I think, every issue of that before it ended with the new DC 52. And then, of course, he started it up again. So uh, the answer to your... Huh? Don't forget Blackest Night. Yeah, yeah Blackest that'll Night. It'll take a while to get through. Yeah, Blackest Night. Well, is, but you get you get the Sinestro Core War, which yeah. is which to me really that that among uh, a couple other things that really pulled me back into comics. I mean, I think one of the first events that happened once I started reading again, thank you, Brad, was Infinite Crisis. Um, but then War of the Green Lanterns was what got me buying Green Lantern again on a monthly basis. The uh, the Blackest Night story happens much later into the the Green Lantern run that spun out of the Green Lantern Rebirth series. So start with Green Lantern Rebirth. That's the simple answer. Yeah. And um, you don't have to, but do consider uh, picking up the Green Lantern core as well because it's very much a complimentary series. Yeah, there's some good stuff in that too. And sometimes the books cross over when it comes to big stories like the Sinestro Core War and Blackest Night and such. Yeah, you would definitely have to get it during the events. Okay, well, thank you so much, guys, and have a great 275, and I hope you do keep going past 300 because, you know, I think you guys are great, and I love listening to you. So, And to hell with Frank if he says that he doesn't want to go past 300. Well, you know, you, you just, uh, you're just you going to have to listen to this episode uh, Sunday night or Monday when it gets published because we have a resolution of that. Yeah, we have, we have the answer to that, and uh, it happened before you called in, so you'll have to listen. But let's okay. just say that, that you, you can be optimistic, unless, of course, you're hoping for the show to fail. You guys have a really good night. All right. Hey, do you, up a little bit, so do you need to, a hard time hearing you? So. Do you need to? You want to talk politics or no anything? Politics. No? no politics. No. Okay. Good night, Liz. Right. Good night, guys. Have Thank a good you, one. Liz. Nice Bye. to talk to you. No. No politics. I don't know how many times I have to explain. No politics. I'm just well, all I'm saying is that um, is that called. is that the floor is open. Um, hey, by oh. the way, um, this this happened uh, a few months ago, uh, November of eleven, um, actually uh, Thanksgiving Day. But um, one of our good uh, friends, uh, P. Gideon Daniel, um, who is the largest leprechaun I've ever met, and also one of the best dudes I've ever met, um, he describes uh, us this way, and he doesn't go into Here's the, the rest of it. We have a call. Okay. I'm going to get to this momentarily. Go ahead, caller. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, yeah. Hi, my my name's Ken. <laughs> Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, caller. Yeah, hi. I'm I'm Ken from Scranton, and I I have a question. Yes. Is, the, is this is this Love Line Love Connection? I'm in heaven. Please bring us your questions. Yes, yes. this is Love Lines with doctors Brad, Brad Bill, Bill and Dennis. We're good. Dennis Pooh is sitting in for Frank this evening. How are we doing? 
We're good. Did you hear me say Dennis Pooh is here sitting in for Frank? No. No, you broke up a little, actually. Dennis, how are you? Good. What's your love good. question? Good. Yeah, what's your love uh, question? I, I, well, I was just wondering, um, um, is, is, there, is there love for me out there? Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, no, I really didn't follow up that joke. I really know what I was going to say. Uh, I just wanted to call and say, hey, what's up, guys? And uh, thank you, Brad and Bill, for both calling into uh, the Legion of Dude show last week. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I, I wanted to ask um, a little bit earlier, but uh, how many callers did you have after I called? Because I know I called kind of late in the uh, process. Oh, gosh. I know we heard from uh, our buddy Callum, but I can't remember if that was before or after okay. you because I don't actually listen to our show. Right. So I really don't remember from when we recorded it. <laughs> That's awesome. So so I call and then uh, Callum calls, and of course it's like three days later where uh, where I he just got where he a comes tweet from. from him. Yes, Callum Reeve just sent a tweet. Says sorry, dude, too much going on this morning because this morning, right? It's tomorrow morning there. It's like well, it's like He's late in July in Australia. I hope you guys have a great show. All the same, next time. Hashtag next time. Hashtag roll on three hundred. Thank mm. you, thank you, Callum. What's on your mind this I, evening, brother? You know, you know, I really didn't have, have anything, but I actually um, Facebooked something that had been bugging me the last week, and since I've got you, maybe you hip cats would know the answer to this. Hmm? Have you guys ever heard of YOLO, Y-O-L-O? Yes, it means you only live once. It's a new thing with I know, the kids. I know. Is it, am I the only one who's being annoyed by this, or is that just my, my age showing? No, I mean, I think, you know, every once in a while my daughter will tweet something, uh, that she did, or if mm-hmm. she, you know, whatever, and she'll say, you only live once, yeah. Y-O-L-O, and I'm like, okay, I get it, but, you know, how many times, that's like that's like one of us saying, I'd buy that for a dollar, <laughs> like, every time we said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I guess, I keep reading that, and people are saying, I'm gonna, you know, go, you know, jump off, uh, you know, the Empire State Building you know, with the rope, or I'm going to, you know, drink grain liquor alcohol for the first time, mm-hmm. YOLO. Uh, it, it just, it's just killing me. How do you feel about LOL? That's been around for quite a while. Well, LOL or LOL yeah. is fine. I do know people who get really irritated with that. Um, not so much because of the whole idea of laughing out loud, but because they know that the person who's typing it is, in fact, not. Okay. LOL, I am H-O, colon, parentheses. Exactly. <laughs> to need an E-helmet. That's what he needs. Then he could LOL. Nobody understands that reference, Bill, except me. And maybe Jim I does. It. It's dang Do funny. You? Thank you. Thank you, Ken, for your intelligence. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm imagining what the uh, what the, the YOLO uh, Twitter uh, feeds uh, look like these days. Because I, uh, maybe I'm just... Maybe I need to pull my uh, my ostrich head out of the sand, but I don't know if I've ever seen the uh, the YOLO hashtag. You know, it's just, it's like... I, I feel sheltered. It literally is mm-hmm. just like, you know, the thing with the kids now. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, here's my theory. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's the event preceding the YOLO, not okay. the YOLO itself. Ah, okay. Right. No, that's and, maybe. and that's, you know, that the YOLO is like saying, well, you know, the reason I just said what I said or what I'm going to do, what I said I'm going to do mm-hmm. is, you know, you only live once, you know, yeah. take a chance or whatever. Yeah. You know, and literally it, it is like one of us saying, yeah. you know, or it's it's getting to be, it's like the next, that's what she said. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that. 
No, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'm actually, I think the, uh, I'm starting to hear it more from people our age creeping up into the, the, uh, uh, our demographic a little more. I think well, that's, that's a whole really other, it's <laughs> a whole other discussion. I think yeah. that's just people our age trying to feel young. Yeah. You know, people unlike yeah. us who are comfortable in our, our old fartism. Yeah. You know? Dear Twitter yeah, diary, mind, I have I have one more quick quick question, which may not be quick, yes. but I don't want to talk spoilers or anything. Um, Brad, I know you uh, were a big Lost fan, uh, like I, w- I was late in the game. I came into that late, um, but I enjoyed Lost to the very end, as I know you did. Um, I'm not sure who else at the table. Hey, was I- Lost, I'm sitting right here. Okay, Bill loved Lost. I- You'd like to Lost too, didn't you? Okay. For the, re- for the record, well, you never watched. I it. I was there for the pilot. Okay, I watched every stinking episode. As it aired. Uh, Lost isn't really why I'm... It was, it's leading. Based on Brad, you, and John, and Russ, I'm catching up on Fringe this summer. Yes. You're making and a wise like, choice. Like, and Thank you. And we talked a little bit, little bit on Legion of Dudes um, the other day, last week. Uh, not on the phone. But I'm... I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm about halfway through season three at this point. Maybe because I'm watching in such rapid fire, but I'm not getting the same mm, impact as I got from Lost. Not that I expected to. Well, um, you, but I'm, I'm just wondering. You guys talk about it with similar words and similar. Um, I believe we, I believe we also used this phrase a lot when we were talking about Lost. Uh, well, I'm sorry, when we were talking about Fringe, I believe all of us, John and, and myself especially, said it's not Lost and it's not supposed to be, but. Okay. It's in the same vein. It's not filling the lost hole completely, but it's like, you know, it's like, do you have any more Dr. Pepper? No, but I've got a Dr. Thunder. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you have any Coca-Cola? Right. No, but I've got some RC. Right. Yeah, no, but I've got a lovely uh, Cragmont. Do you have any Matt Smith, Dr. Who? No, but I've got a... Um, I've got a David Tennant, Doctor. Yeah, Hill. so it's it's yeah. kind of like that, you know. It's um, it's I've, it's like, do you have any Tom Baker, Doctor Who? No, but I do have some Colin Baker, Doctor Who. Yeah, that's actually a pretty I, apt metaphor. For those not, of you who know, go ahead and laugh. It's not, n- in my opinion, nothing will ever be like Lost, right. but but it was different enough that it it felt good. Did you watch that's Fringe? Do you watch up. Fringe, Dennis? No. Dennis is a poor substitute wow. for Frank. Oh, no. I don't watch a lot of TV. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but... Well, um, I don't want to belabor this too much longer, but I will say that if anyone listened to Legion of Dudes 200, I think I said I was like at episode one or two of, of season three. I'm now, I think I just finished episode 14 of season three. And I, 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 based on what I'm seeing on screen, I think I'm getting to that the, the, the stride. It hits its stride in season three. I think I'm fine getting to that. Well, good. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it shows up. I, I have a, I, I'm, I'm I, in a real long haul now. So. I have a tiny bit of advice for you, Ken. I, I'm totally serious about this. Um, stick with it um, because, um, uh, in my humble opinion, season three became a little bit – there were points where it was hard. It, it's not that it was hard to watch, but there were points where it became so dark that you almost felt like you were having to kind of grind through it. There are parts of Lost that felt like that, too, in my opinion. And I never, if right. you sat me down in front of the television and gave me the locks, the the lost uh, box set and the fringe box set and said, "Pick one and watch them all right now," or I'm gonna I'm gonna strangle your new cat, I would probably pick the fringe box set. 
I don't know if that makes me a heretic, but, no, uh, but there you go. Um, I think with any show that you catch up on, you know, through Netflix or or uh, DVDs or whatever, you don't get the same experience that you do when you watch it as it airs because you don't have to wait seven days for the next episode. Then you don't have to wait three, sometimes six or yeah. seven months yeah. for the next season. You can watch them four or five a day if you don't well, have anything else to do. And, and you, so you don't have time to process every little bit of information. When Lost came on, we would dissect it for seven days. Each yeah. episode was dissected yeah. for seven days. Sometimes we'd watch it uh, twice. Like there was a group at work that mm-hmm. watched Lost in the, in the Cosby meeting yeah, okay. room. Yeah. We would watch it uh, Wednesday when it came on. Yeah. Somebody would VHS it. And then <laughs> Thursday at days. lunch, there would be seven, eight, nine, 15 of us in that room sometimes watching it a second time. Yeah. So when you're watching it at your leisure on Netflix or with the Blu-ray, you don't have that same experience. So you get a different effect. And I think that may be what you're experiencing with French. I, I, I agree. And I think I've already uh, identified that with myself that, yeah, I yeah. think I'm seeing exactly that. And I'm looking forward to, I believe this is the final season next year, right? Yes, uh, it's be a truncated uh, thirteen episode uh, season number number five. Oh, it's fancy! It makes it feel like a British season. Yes, it is extremely well, painful. You know, Fox. I'm thankful to Fox that they gave us thirteen episodes instead of saying, yeah. "Eh, well, you know, I mean, we're losing money on the show, so we're not going to give it, you a it's fifth been, season." It's been two or three years now that there's been some question that's going to come back just because the the licensing rights became so high that was it who produces the show basically had to. I'm getting mixed up. Was it CBS or, or it's Fox? I'm sorry. Was it Fox, Fox or was it the production company that had to give the other a break on the licensing fees to make the show possible? I don't, I don't remember that detail. You know what I'm, I'm talking about, sure. though? I do, but I don't remember okay. which way it went. Fair enough. Ken, we're getting another right, call, buddy. Them. Hey, you go. Have a great show. And uh, I'm looking forward to the last six, five, six months of the show. Hey, uh, us too. Listen, to, listen to the beginning of this episode. and, and uh, you'll, you'll despair. Yeah. Hey, no, by the way, good. hey, right. thanks, thanks for the uh, thanks for the uh, the JPEG. By the way, okay, bye, Ken. Oh, you got it. No, wait, 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 Ken, wait, wait, no, don't go, don't no, go, bye, Ken. Don't go, don't go, Ken. Ken's gone. <laughs> All right, call back six one zero blank 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 three three blank blank. Call back right now. Like that's a real phone number. Here it is. It's clearly a Here phone bot. Yes, go ahead, caller. This is half hour wasted, and you are on with Brad and and Bill and special guest. Dennis Pooh sitting in for Frank Rencon. Oh, hey, this is Matt from CGS. How you guys doing? Matt. Oh, wow. Matt from CGS. How you doing, wow. buddy? I'm I'm hanging in there. Good, man. How how's life over at uh in uh uh Pennsylvania? Well, I was <laughs> trying to remember the daggum why I'm missing. God, I just like had a brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's gone. Um uh, been doing a lot of housework, surprisingly. It's uh doing different stuff around the outside of the house and it seems to be surprising everyone what type of landscape stuff i can do uh two weeks ago i built a, a buddy of mine did, redid our walkway and i just did like a landing off of our deck oh. and everyone at first was surprised that i did it by myself and second of all they're like wow i'm impressed i'm really impressed i'm like what i'm not a dumbass here come on <laughs> you know you sound <laughs> so married yeah yeah you totally sound like a, and, and we know you've been married for what almost a year now It'll be two in uh, September, at the end of September. Nice. Okay, and uh, I'm, I'm, what's funny whenever I hear somebody talk, 
talking about, and I used to have a home. I used to be a homeowner. I loved doing all the homeowner stuff, and I miss it. I really do. But every time I hear somebody talking about it, I think of that scene in Old School when Will Ferrell's like, I may go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Maybe some uh, Home Depot. I don't know if I'll have enough time. But it, it just it kind of reminded me of, of that. You've uh, got a busy Saturday plan. Yeah. <laughs> How's married life treating you? You digging it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, so Meg and I have been together uh, over six years now. So it, it seems like we've been married longer sure. than the time, but not yeah. like in a bad way. Just because we we know each other so well, and we lived together for like two years before we even got married. So essentially, there's no real surprises that that I'm aware of. I, I, I she'll tell you before we even start the date. I did a background investigation on her, so I knew what I was getting into before Good. we dated. So that's well, a great idea. He's a PI, so you know that's why. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's okay. Why it's, it's in his nature to be okay to do that. You know, have you done background uh, checks on uh, your CGS uh, co-hosts? Uh, maybe to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You should watch that Brian Chrisman guy. He seems a little, a little iffy. <laughs> well, it was, it, it's funny because now that he's, he's stepping up to be uh, more of a producer on the show, which he's doing an outstanding job. Yeah. I, my thing is I always like to, to push people a little bit. I would say 95% of the stuff I do in my personal life, there's a reason, a specific reason why I say or do something. And it's like 97% at work. So a lot of times when I make cracks and I try to, you know, poke the bear, it's to see how far I can go before you crack. Well, since he's been taken over as producer, I finally got to see how far you can push him before he's just about over the edge. So it's it's good for me because now I can finally get an idea of, of how he is. But uh, <laughs> so there's some times where I could see he's getting very frustrated and I know I got to back off or, or I got to. You know, play more of the good guy of, hey, what, what can I do to help you? You know, how can we get around whatever problems coming up? So well, that's one of my uh, that's one of my favorite things about the show now is the is the uh, first off we get we you know you've been on the show a lot more lately for whatever reason you know we don't obviously don't <laughs> we don't need to know what the reasons are but the fact that you're on the show uh, for me personally speaking is uh, is nice because I enjoy I enjoy your uh, point of view on things but uh, I also uh, like the way that you bust bust him all the time and 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 push his buttons i it's fun and brian like you said he's done a great job in the producer role you know uh there are you know uh, two a little too many david letterman references you know for my taste and i I made my myself you know known via a voicemail to your show and, and you guys played that and stuff but now, part of that was me busting his his metaphorical testicles. I've said, you know what? I've literally said <laughs> the phrase metaphorical, metaphorical testicles, testicles four times mm-hmm. this show, including the one I just said, which is the I think the first time I've ever heard that phrase. So I'm impressed. Yeah. We're 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 going from zero to sixty like that. It's like like being on a it's like being on a Ducati or something. It's like you just get from zero to sixty before you can even blink your eyes. Let me ask you this: Do you do you? Uh, do you enjoy the more laid back publishing schedule that you guys are are uh dealing with now? Yes. And um it just seems a lot of times it no, no we, we enjoy the show doing it. And my thing has always been if you do something that you love and you enjoy and you have fun at and after a while it becomes more of a job and you get tired of going, then you should change things up. And not saying that the old you know, a year ago had us a lot of uh, people being irritated and not wanting to show up but my thing is always, hey, let's just keep on having fun because the the main thing, and I not that we necessarily got away from it, but I felt we were getting a little bit more professional 
uh, for, for my taste, and not that the you know with Pete doing everything, no problem with us trying to be professional. Uh, my thing is let's just have some fun. You know, the whole thing started with just a couple of guys shooting the shit at the comic shop, and that's the type of stuff. If you notice, more of the episodes that show up are, are more of the, uh, there's no topic, we're just talking off a cuff. Um, and those are the ones that I enjoy because a lot of times with the topic, and there's there's not a script, even though I always joke around, it's like, yeah, I have no idea what my input's going to be, but if it's just open-ended, you know what, we can talk about anything and have fun. I appreciate that uh, that concept, because I think that's what I bring to the table. Which is kind of shorthand for, you know, no homework. Well, yeah, I uh, I definitely got behind uh, when you guys published, you know, one a day. Well, yeah, six episodes a week. I would, yeah. ha- I would have to start. I would have literally have to start cherry picking. Yeah, no offense, I, but yeah, I, I did a lot of cherry picking back yeah. in them days, no doubt. And th- there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. I mean, no. you know, I, it, it's, it's extremely... Impressive. No, for I, one thing. When I talk to people about our podcast, I tell them to cherry pick, and we only do one a week. You know, you know? I, don't, I don't think we've actually said the phrase "comic geek speak" since we've been talking to Matt. We just said CGS, and there's some of yeah. some listeners who you know who may not be aware that we have. We've got a handful well, of listeners. If you're not aware, uh, comic geek speak is the absolute godfather of um, our little <laughs> our little genre, our little podcast I, genre. Yeah, I mean, I so I, thank you for making it possible for us to do what we do. Yeah, comic geek speak is why yep. half hour wasted started because Frank and I, you know, and Bill, you know, listened to CGS and and kind of got our fire lit. So that's why we're doing it. No, it's, uh, I actually, I give all the credit to the other guys. They just ask me to show up periodically and mix, mix some things up. So that's usually, I, I think uh, Dave DeWanch once said, I'm like the rock star. I show up, take some people off, and then I disappear and talk to you again. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of my role. Um, but to come back a little bit, I do like the fact that, um, you know, it's only a couple times a week. We do have some in the can for, for future recordings. But one of the biggest problems is just finding time for everyone to get together to record stuff. I mean, there's some upcoming episodes that I want to be on, but it's on a night that I can't make. Or the same thing with the other guys. And, and just trying to, even though we'd like to put one out every day, it's just kind of, um, you know, it's difficult. With, with We were talking, uh, Chris from Wild Pig just got married uh, yesterday, and we were at his wedding, and we were talking about how how much has changed since we first started the show. I mean, Brian's had some kids. You know, I, I got married, of course, uh, and job changes, Jamie's health. It's just like we're all just growing, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's not like the, the good old days where we had nothing going on except uh, just cramming into Brian's house and, and recording. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, life happens. You know, yeah. things change, yeah. and you don't expect one of your cast members to, to get cancer. I mean, you just don't expect that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, actually, I, I got an update that yesterday, and he said he's, he's doing very well. He's I'm trying to, Meg and I have been doing cardio kickboxing, so I'm trying to get him to join the class. But oh, cool. Unfortunately, I told him too much of the stuff that we do in class, and he said there's no way I'm going to make it through a class. So <laughs> yeah, you want to? You don't want to kill him, though. No, the whole point is to, is to build up to it, though. So, yeah, I mean, keep on yeah. him, you know? Yeah, tell Jamie, yeah. tell Jamie we said hi, and uh, we're glad to, glad to hear he's Give doing Jamie that. a big hug and let him know how jealous I am that, that there are people who've actually like been able to make it working at a comic shop. God, I wish I could do that. Okay. <laughs> just, I think that would be the coolest dang thing ever. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind all the magic players. I could handle them. I'd have to learn how to play, but you know, I'd say, I don't know, man. Do you guys like Dungeons and Dragons? 
You got your dice, man? You got your royal crown bag of dice? I think they do it on the laptop now. God They're darn when they it. roll. Really? I Someone think was telling me. Lone Star. Uh, who was I talking to? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, I think it was a, a, a kind of a new, uh, new friend I met uh, named Michael, but uh, he was telling me about Skyrim. And he was describing mm-hmm. it as basically. This is Dungeons and Dragons yeah. in a 3D world, and I we've got a Wii. Yeah, talk to Ken so, and Russ about that. Okay, about Skyrim. Well, we, and we've probably got a, Jim Deeds. We've too, got so. a Wii, and so the most immersive environment I've ever been in at my house is probably Lego Star, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. So uh, you know, it runs I, on PC. I have never played Red Dead or Call of or you know Halo or. I've never played any of these first-person shooter, immersive world, you know, mystery. Well, Skyrim kind of might play on your laptop. Really? Yeah. I, now I do have, I do have a Generation Two i7 chip in this bad boy, oh, six gigs go. of RAM, homeboy. Yeah, so, uh, so who knows? Maybe I would. I've uh, this this laptop so far is uh, for uh, editing, not gaming. Hey, so. uh, Matt, I've always wanted to ask you: Have on your job, uh, you're a uh, what's your official what? What's the official name for for your profession? What what do you call it? Well, I, I like uh, if I would if I get really professional and puff up my chest, I would be LPI at the end, which is licensed private investigator. I usually just say uh, private detective. Um, that's essentially, you know, it's one of the things. Well, it's interesting about what I do is I play so many roles because uh, we work for a different attorneys, insurance companies. So some people think I'm an adjuster. Some people think I'm an attorney. I always identify myself as just an, an investigator. Um, but the official title, if someone asks what my profession is, is I'm a private detective. Have you ever been shot? Have you ever been shot? Uh, yes, but, but not at work. It was a paintball like 15 years ago I got shot okay. in the chest. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the everyone. That's the one thing that, that bothers me is everyone wants a good story, and whenever I'm in the process of getting a good story, by the time someone asks me, I completely forget it. Uh, I, the only time ever time I've really been threatened was um, somebody basically said that if I didn't get off the property, they would let their German Shepherd uh, after me wow. because you know our dog likes uh, to run wild, and I wouldn't want anybody to get hurt that's on the property that shouldn't be. So. That's when I, you know, got got the hell out of there. Yeah. But um, other than that, it, it, most of the time, people when they when they complain to me, it's they're more upset with who I represent that, than me. Uh, a lot of times when I'm serving subpoenas, that's the time they get really pissed because they know if they show up to the court. And I have had some people tell me um, I served this one guy that was about my size, who's just a little bit more um, muscular, and I, he won't accept it. And it's not good service. But the thing we do is. If someone opens up the door and the door's wide and they won't accept the subpoena, you just toss it into their, their door because technically it's in their possession. And uh, he, he said that I was a f-ing little twerp as I was walking away. And uh, I went to turn around and say something to him, but I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to give him the time of day because he's beneath me. Um, but, you know, that's the type of stuff I get when I serve subpoenas. But other than that, people are normally cool. All right, good. Well, see, you know, I I worry about people – who have quote unquote dangerous jobs, you know, like firemen, uh-huh. policemen, the army, you know, yeah. military service. Those are dangerous jobs. I would, yeah. I would say that a, a PI could be a, a potentially dangerous job because, like you said, there's morons out there who will not think twice about threatening bodily harm just because they're angry at something. Did you watch Burn After Reading? No, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, that's too bad. 
I haven't seen that. Well, George Clooney, he's, he's playing a guy who's being followed by uh, someone, some kind of investigator. Yeah. He just freaks out once he starts. He gets all paranoid and stuff. And that, that's the guy. That's the kind of guy I'm imagining right now. <laughs> and then the, the investigator's just doing his job. I mean, he's just sure. you know trying to get information uh, and, and and serve papers if if necessary. I always wanted to see that. It's all right. Burn after reading. Very quirky. I've got okay. a question. I've got a question for you, Matt. Sure. Um, maybe you could use your PI skills, or maybe you already have. But I just want to know what kind of robot is uh, Murdo? What kind of robot? Yeah. He is a, a um, he's a sex machine robot. No, oh wow! <laughs> uh, he, he's always on the prowl. He just doesn't show it on the show. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he is. Yeah, uh, he's my oldest friend. I've known him for over twenty five years, and every time I see him, there's like some new layer of the of the onion that's being peeled away. Uh, he is. He's one of these guys that is so smart that he's stupid. And I don't mean that as an insult, <laughs> but like, here's the case in point. He needs glasses to drive, all right? Okay. And shortly after he got his his license, and we're uh, we're driving, we're looking for different comic shops to hit. And he's talking to me, and I'm talking to him, and and we're driving. And I go, Adam, are those your glasses on the dashboard? Why, yes, they are. Hmm. Do you need those to drive? Why, yes, I do. I was like, well, maybe you should put those on. That's a good idea. In the process, we're going through a red light. And I was like, Adam, you didn't realize we just ran a red light. And he goes, what? And he turns around and is staring at the answer. I said, look forward, look forward. Don't worry about it. We're already through. <laughs> so sometimes he's, he's so focused on things. And it's like, he's like a level above me. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to deny He's a level above me, but it, he's just so, so focused that sometimes he has the tunnel vision and misses out on, on other things that's going on. You right. got, you guys I don't know if that answers your question. That's yeah, my that, that answer, summary of that answers my question quite well because he's one of those you know Mark Wade types. It's like I you know I hold a lot of nonsense I don't need to know in my head, but it's not as cataloged as uh, as as Murdo, and it just it blows me away when someone can basically go off the top of their head, you know, at that length about a particular subject, and, well, and, and it's impressive. Every constantly. episode he's on yeah. that I listen to, yeah. I learn a new vocabulary word. Yeah, I mean, like from the college dictionary, I mean, yeah. like crazy words. You guys are cousins, right? Yeah, yeah, we're like six cousins. But you know, I, like I said, I've known him for so long. He, he's my brother, so even though we are distantly, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a reach with the sixth cousin. But you know, he he'll he'll always be my brother. Um, it, his mind is just so amazing that when we were in scouts, uh, he wasn't wearing his glasses, and I was trying to to point out different things because they had all these different emblems and stuff throughout the, the cafeteria area and even though i know he couldn't see from where we we're sitting he memorized where every single one and there must have been 200 in this room wow. and if i pointed okay the third one over from this window and he could tell you what it was um it, it just astonishes me that, that that's how his mind works it's like sherlock it, you know i would say he's very much sherlock? like sherlock holmes not to bring that up again he, but wow he just he his the that the character have you seen the bbc sherlock series uh, no, I've only seen the latest two movies that have come out. Okay, uh, the, the the BBC series is is, is different, uh, and basically, okay. in a nutshell, the uh, Sherlock he has got such a precision and vast mind that he just doesn't uh, care about little things like red lights and stuff. He's <laughs> his his mind is invested in other things, you know, like um, 
solving international crime syndicates and, and you know God, I'm trying theories to of the universe and stuff. Well, there, there's like episode episode two or three that they have this uh, between Watson and him. They have this conversation that he doesn't know. There's something very oh no he very doesn't know that the Earth revolves around the sun. That's right. And and his response he, his his response is an angry rebuttal that I don't need to know that. Right. You know what I know what I need to know and that has no bearing on my life. So you know. I, I just there are probably more people out there than uh, than we'd like to believe. Holy cow! I wish I was more like that sometimes, but it's well, okay. It's not I, I, I do too. The, the thing that I find interesting, if you're going to the Sherlock Holmes things, is I think I know because of what I do. I notice those type of things more than Adam. But I think Adam can catalog things like if if he thought the way that I did, he would be Sherlock Holmes. And it's just and it's again nothing against him. It's just. His mind just works in that manner. It's just that he doesn't look for the same type of things that I do, just because we have two different fields of profession. Yeah, he's he he comes across as an extremely intelligent guy on the show, and it's not a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, we really appreciate you calling in, buddy. No problem. You have Good to a talk with you guys. Hope to see you sometime in the near future. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I can make the next super show whenever that. Whenever Brian, you know, can can uh, come back and uh, devote some energy to, to that, and I know I realize that's a huge uh, time-consuming thing to to be involved with, and uh, you know, having family and trying to get a new home and stuff, I can certainly understand why understand why he is taking a sabbatical from the show. Yeah, and you know, what? as for the the next uh, super show, I think we're all going to try to chip in, so it doesn't one to make sure that's doable. Because uh, with Brian, what's going on in his life, and two, so that it's not so much going on in Brian's life that you know he can give out a little bit of jobs to the rest of us. So it's you know his plate's already full. No sense overfilling it. But. Yeah, cool, very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to going back and uh, hanging out with you guys. I had uh, a, a great time each and every time I've been up there. Oh, thanks. Okay, man, you have a good evening. Thanks for calling. No problems. You guys take it easy and uh, have fun on the live show. Thank Appreciate you. it, man. Yes, sir. All right. Stay CGSE. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Yeah. I like Matt when he's on the show. He's always, you know, like he said, he just was there to have fun. Yeah. And, you know, there are times, you know, like right now, we both love Frank, but, you know, there are some times when Frank's like, we got to stick to a topic, you know? Yeah. And he gets he gets a little <laughs> nervous or, or a little bent out of shape when, you know, and, and I... Which is one reason why he's he's the perfect person to sit sure. in that third chair. No offense, Dennis. There are times um, <laughs> when 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 I have something I want to talk about, and I yeah. I maybe get you know kind of banana shape when we go off topic or whatever. But you know, Frank's the Frank's the guy that that likes to know where we're headed next. Yes, and um, you know, so and and uh, I, I guess I kind of identify with Matt because sometimes I just like to run off at the mouth. And, yeah, you know. I, I I find this interesting. Um, I. I wanted to get to this after um, uh, BDS Murph's call, um, but uh, we, we didn't. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, roll into this now. This won't take too long. Um, uh, the great Gideon Daniel uh, uh, wrote us um, after episode 245. He had no idea what was going to happen back then. But in his uh, opinion, this is a Lantern thing. He says, Brad is green, Bill is a blue, and Frank is an indigo. Hmm. So that's uh, that was his measured opinion of us, okay. which I find interesting. Um, I, I don't have any argument with that at all. Um, 
Because I, I think we've talked about this. I'm a blue, apparently. Blue, you're helpful. Which kind of surprises me. And Frank's compassionate. And Frank is an indigo, which yeah. means he's ruled He's ruled by by passion. Compassion. Or passion. No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Indigo I'm thinking purple, not indigo. indigo. You're right. Indigo okay. is compassion. My apologies. Okay, well, that probably makes more sense then. Because yeah. w- I'm sitting Frank- there imagining Frank with that, that kind of pink... That kind of pink outfit that shows his belly button and barely covers his, his you know, his breath. I hate it when breath. he wears that. I hate yeah. it when he wears that. Yeah. Well, and this, he's got that stupid glowing pink thing in his tiara yeah. that just, it, it completely throws off the color temperature of the room. Yeah. And, and frankly, you and I both look sickly under that light. I so I, I'm not happy about it, no. but that's okay. Um, and uh, apparently, uh, my job on this planet is to make you more powerful, Brad. Thank you. So I'm, I appreciate that. If it actually happens like that, I can feel it's the su- my pleasure. I can feel the support coming <laughs> across the table from you. Dennis, if you could have a power ring, what color would it be? Wow. Okay. Okay. What Should color? we eliminate black? No. What just, color? Just off the bat. What color would you want? And what color do you think in reality is appropriate for you? Probably so, depends on my mood. Okay. Well, that you know what it, it is interesting that Jeff Johns never made a a a power mood ring. Yeah. Maybe that should be the next evolution. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's interesting. What what color would you want? Color Are you saying I that depends want. on your mood, or what color you deserve that depends on your mood, or what's more appropriate for you? Um, I don't know if I'd I'd be the best judge for which one I deserve. Probably my wife would be better judge. <laughs> but hmm. um. I guess I'd like to think it'd, it'd be. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd aspire to be the uh, a green or. Um, which one's the ultimate one? What, what does white do? That's, that's well, white. White is life. White is. It's not so much an emotion as it is. White is life, and black is death. And then the colors, mm-hmm. the other colors, were emotions. Yes, right. I could see you as a white lantern because. Well, that's why I hope to aspire to be, but well, basically catch the, me on the wrong wrong day, and it would not that would not be the answer. The, the White Lantern's only power that we really know of is just basically the power to to bring the dead back to life. Yeah. So well, if you were in a like a fight with Dennis, brought this mm-hmm. live show back to life by being on it. Yes, thank you. And he restored our health and our vigor with uh, Torchy's tacos. He sure did, and some of the best dang queso. In the area, if not in the state or in this part of the country. There's some of that left, isn't there? Oh, they my gave gosh. Me, they gave me two extra. Oh, I only ordered so two. Awesome. They gave me four. I'm so. about to, to crack one open again. Do you need a uh, beer, 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 beer? Well, we're about a minute, I'm sorry, an hour and a half into this. Yeah. And we haven't had any calls come in. I suppose I could tweet and say, hey, if you want to call. Yeah, we could. Give us a call. Um, I did get um, uh, the, the same uh, Gideon. Uh, he did write in um, when I uh, uh, pimped this. Uh, oh, sorry, it was this, it was this afternoon on uh, Facebook. Um, he's he's not going to call, um, but if I could, maybe he wouldn't mind if I just read this. It's not it's not that big a deal. But uh, um, P. Gideon says, "Big love, guys. I won't be able to call in due to being in the great city of New York City. I was wondering why I haven't seen him at Adventure Kids uh, the last few days." But I wanted to send my deepest regards and heartfelt congrats. HHW is never a waste, even when brevity is out the door. I get something from it every time, be it a laugh or cry, or an understanding of something I never knew I never knew. 
It is all about presentation, and even if the day's topic is something I could care less about, like fantasy football, I enjoy it because of the passion with which said topic is explored. Anyways, Brad, Frank, and Bill, love you guys. You're amazing. Congrats on 275, and here is to many more. And how is this possible? For he, HHW, is the Quizot's Hotterock. I don't know what that means. I have Dune? no idea what that means. Dune? No? Dune? No. Alia, uh, at, the end of, uh, at the end of the movie Dune, after she stabs bad guy. All I need to know is it's a Dune reference. The seven-year-old in the, uh, in the, in the nun's robe stabs the guy and with the magic uh, uh, tooth of a sandworm, and then she stands up and says that. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and... Then it starts raining. And, and close the phone lines. David Lynch rolls credits. I'm going to close the phone lines. Doesn't mean anything But we have two... We were left two voicemails by people who couldn't get through. I appreciate the kind words, by the way, Mr. Daniel. And, hey, um, we, uh, we need to... Uh, I know that we're doing this. Maybe we should have done this at the very top or the very end of the show, but uh, we need to um, um, start thinking seriously about the HHW uh, softball team. Okay, well, let's talk about that at the end. Let me okay. play these two, very good. these two voicemails. Hang on a second. I really need another shiner. I'll put some Monty Python intermusic, intermission music there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, we're back uh, with uh, some Ruby Redbird. And, and these shiners are literally ice cold right are. now. Mm. Have you tried this before, Dennis? No. It's I very haven't. good. It's very good. I don't like grapefruit juice or grapefruit, Okay, but it's good. Was that what's in it? I yeah. loves me some grapefruit. It's very good. That makes this beer twice good. It, it's on a base of Shiner Blonde, and Russell, there's also a hint of ginger in it. Russell Latham told me about this and uh, i think about the same time you had yeah. already yeah known about it you we i literally it. ran into this last summer or yeah. early late spring i guess it's interesting um, isn't it yeah it's very good let's yeah. play this voicemail that we got from somebody here bring hither the voicemail okay here we go let's see happy 175th episode um just kidding 275th <laughs> Uh, I was hoping uh, I could get away with 175 so you guys would stay on past uh, 300 uh, a little bit longer because I love listening to the show. Um, this is, uh, if that makes any sense, uh, this is Brian from Illinois and just wanted to uh, wish a happy uh, 275 episodes. Um, I love the show, huge fan, and um, uh, you guys are the reason I started reading comic books. Um, again, I wow. haven't read a comic book in 20 years. Uh, they just, I don't know, stopped reading them back in 92 uh, and bought my first comic book about two weeks ago, and I'm hooked, reading a lot of DC and Image so comic books. But uh, just wanted to thank you guys, and uh, I will continue to listen every week. Please, I know you guys are talking about ending the show at the 300 episode. Don't do it. Please do not do it. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Yeah, I'm getting the impression. Brian from Illinois, is that what he said? He did. Yeah, and I, I know I've heard his voice before, and I, I can't remember his, his uh, last name, but um, go ahead and say what you were going to say. Oh. Um, Thank you, Brian, for calling in. Yeah. And trying to get through. We were really busy with phones, as you'll hear when you listen to the show. Yeah. So it was uh, it was really appreciated. And it's nice to know that people want us to, to continue, so... Um, I just got a text. Let's see who it's from. Oh, it's years. it's a uh, it's from Matt. A tweet from Matt. Excellent. Sorry for the rambling nonsense. Thanks for letting me ramble, though. 
you did not ramble, Matt. That's what we're here. That's what we're here for. Compared to me, it was Thank cogent and in. succinct. So you, congratulations, you, Matt. You guys basically woke that woke that caller up from a, a 20, 20 year comic coma. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, and uh, I'm glad we could contribute to your uh, to your financial crisis. Well, it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like herpes. It's the the gift that keeps on giving. Um, because uh, Brad oh! Brad did that to me back in uh, back in O two. I did not. I, I don't mean herpes. not not the herpes. The oh, comic okay. books. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry if I gave that impression. I want to retract that. That's not what I'm here for. If you uh, if you end up spending too much of your own hard earned money on your comic books, Brian. It's not our problem. Um, well, I do have one more yeah. voicemail. My, I do have a suggestion, though. Go ahead. Um, and God forbid, I had to do this. Um, well, I didn't have to. I felt I needed to do this um, uh, back in January when my employment became far more tenuous. Um, I just it, it, for for two months, I didn't buy a single comic book, and it it was easier than I thought it would be, but it still kind of hurt. Um, I've I went back um, on free comic book day. That's what uh, that's what kind of broke me. Um, I went back in the store and I showed up far too late for any free comics. Um, but luckily, kind of uh, defeats a purpose. I know. Well, luckily, uh, uh, at least uh, Madness was doing a buy two get one. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and allow myself to pick up a couple of titles. And I went ahead and picked up um, Fantastic Four um, and uh, Legion. And uh, I said, you know what? I can probably give myself, you know, two, four comics a month. I, I can probably do that, you know, without uh, without sending us to the poorhouse or, you know, whatever. You have hero and, points at Lone Star. Oh, my God. You know, I haven't gone there in so long. I need to go there and redeem those um, for darn sure. I need to go there and see if I can find a copy of Legion Lost uh, Issue 9, by the way. Uh, that's uh, Checkmycomicshop.com. That's a minor aside there. Um, Let's play this last voicemail. I think it's our right. last one, unless somebody else okay. has left one and I missed it. Hey guys, uh, this is John Davis or Magic Kit John on the Kit. Uh, forums, and just wanted to wish you guys a happy 275th episode. Uh, if I don't get in, uh, talk to you guys uh, later in the evening. But uh, I have one question for for Brad. Brad, uh, you know, I sent you the email about uh, telling my viewing of Amazing Spider-Man to your going to it and also enthusiastically liking it. So with uh, 10 days left in the uh, <clears throat> before the movie comes out, just seeing how you're feeling about it and uh, your impressions, um, as much as I wasn't happy to kind of see the movie take the direction it's taking, uh, there's no denying that the special effects are better um, than uh, the original Spider-Man was, but you know, hey, you know, ten years of advancements and special effects can do that. Um, still, not crazy about J. Jonah Jameson. Um, actually, liking Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy a little bit better, but uh, the costume. Ugh. I know when people say like, "Ooh, this Spider-Man looks like uh, what Dicko had always imagined Spider-Man." Looking like, well, I don't think Dicko would have uh, <laughs> drew that uh, costume that he's wearing. That's kind of one of the killing points for me. But uh, right now I'm satisfied if I don't see this movie until on Blu-ray until uh, later. But anyway, uh, I'd like to wish you and uh, uh, Bill and uh, Frank a uh, happy anniversary again, all you guys. And keep up the good work. Talk to you later. 
Bye. Thank you, John, for calling in. Now, cool. concerning <clears throat> The Amazing Spider-Man, you know, at first I was like, eh, I'm not so sure I want to see this. I just, you know, you, you know all that. Uh, I think I'm softening up a bit. Um, I saw a clip uh, from the show that wasn't in the trailer. It was a clip of where Peter Parker dressed as Spider-Man without his mask was hanging from a bridge via a web in one hand, and in the other hand he was holding like a burning school bus or something, and there was a kid yeah. in the bus. Did You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you seen this clip? Mm-hmm. And he gives his mask yes. to the kid and says, put this on. I know. It'll, it'll, it'll make you stronger. It'll make you brave. Yeah. yeah. To me, the, and, and I'm getting goosebumps right now that, thinking about that. That was a... To me, that is something the peter parker that i grew up with would do yeah that look at i mean i'm seriously i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it (laughs) his arm hair is standing on it that really spoke to me and made me reconsider seeing this movie um i'm not crazy about sally field as aunt may yeah you know i don't think she's old enough a little young yes i'm not crazy about gwen stacy knowing that peter parker is spider-man Okay, but something I've been trying to do over the past year or so is to not prejudge things and to have an open mind about more things, and in all areas of my life, including you know trivial things such as movies. So, am I going to see it? I might. I'm. I might. Uh, who am I kidding? I'll probably see it. <laughs> okay. Will I go in with? Prejudging it, that's the question. Am I going to be able to let go of that and just think of it as, you know, an alternate universe version of the Spider-Man I grew up with? You know, hopefully I can go in and enjoy it and just just uh, accept it for what it is. Much like the new Star Trek redo, the J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Yeah, I um... I didn't have a problem with that. Why should I have a problem with this new Spider-Man? Yeah, they're just they're just giving you a, a different look, and and you know you can obviously just you can disavow it if you want to, and nobody will think any of the worse for anybody that that considers that. Um, you know, the, the first time we saw the very first uh, preview, I thought this movie is going to be awful. But I was incredibly intrigued by the POV shots they had of Spider-Man swinging through the city. It's like I my thought was this movie may be wretched, but I would just about go see this movie just just to experience the point of view of swinging through the city on webs, which it looks like, you know, Sam Raimi, you know, the master Sam Raimi uh, gave us some great, some great angles and shots and stuff of Spider-Man. But you never got the point of view. Look, you never got to feel like, you know, you're on the roller coaster. You know, you're the one who's actually thwipping you know, from the top of the Empire State Building down to, you know, I just, I, I can't wait. I hope they do that. And I think I said many, uh, many months ago that they could do that for probably like 90 minutes. Just, it could just be you thwipping through the city, you know, and landing on things and then jumping and stuff. And I wouldn't even need a story. You could just do that for 90 minutes. As long as it's good 3D, I'm there. You know, And I do think I'll have to watch that movie in 3D simply because of that. So... I you do know, not like the costume. Kids. 
I, I, I'm not a fan yeah, of the costume because I, to me it still looks like his his I, the red on his costume is pointing down okay. towards his crotch and saying, "Hey, look at my junk." It's I, like a big arrow. I don't blame you. you know but what I mean? It also looks like he's wearing shoes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That there's that one shot in the trailer where it's looking straight down, but he's up in the air, obviously, and and you can see his feet come by the camera, and it's like he's got. Tennis shoes Not on. exactly yeah. shoes, but something that right, looks... right, some kind of tread on his yeah, on his booties. Yeah. Well, it's just the classic dilemma of superhero movies is that, um, with almost no exceptions, you just you cannot make. Uh, I mean, I think Thor maybe was a little bit different just because the costume was so costumey. It was it was armor, you know. Iron Man is different, but any of the spandex characters, whether it's Captain America or Superman. Um, you're you're never ever 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 in the history of ever going to be able to get the movie character uh, looking as good as the comic book character. It's just it's against the laws of physics for it to be able to happen. Iron you, Man. Well, that's why I said a Thor, Iron Man. Okay. You know where where their costumes are very costumey, right. but but the spandex costumes, right, right. whether it's Spider Man, okay. whether it's Cap, you know, Green Lantern, you know, you're not going to ever be able to do the comic book costume on yeah. a person. To me, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man costume was 99% there. Pretty close. Except right. for the raised webbing. Yeah, um, and and that's part of it. Is I, I've gotten to the point, I think, where I just accept that you know this costume is going to be based on... I just held my quote fingers up. Yeah. But you know this costume is going to be based... Or this movie is going to be based on the original source material. And you know, so you, you got to... I mean, as long as it's an engaging story, yeah. I mean, you, you'll be able to... Not have to nitpick the details. Yeah, and I'm trying to Andrew, whatever his name is, Andrew Warf- Garfield, Garfield, Warfield, Garfield. Um, uh, he's a Britisher, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Well, at least we know that those Brits can act. Um, did you ever see this, the? This looks better and better. Did I, you I ever think, see the the Social Network? No. He was in. Uh, he was in that and played okay. an American. I don't. You know, that's a great. Movie. I I trust you, and I don't know if I will ever say I got two hours to kill. I got nothing better to do. Let me watch the social network. It's it's. Did you see it, Dennis? I saw half of it. I fell asleep. Did you? Oh. Were you tired? Yes. Because it just hooked me. Okay. I mean, it was just intriguing in a way that I never expected. That's cool. Yeah, I went with my girlfriend, and I was like, "Really, we're gonna go see this Facebook movie?" <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, and that's why I, I went going in. I mean, we but I was like. Dang, this is good. Well, that was wasn't it written by Aaron Sorkin? I don't, I don't know. I about think that. so. Part of it. Okay. directed by David Fincher. Yes, which yes. is the, kill, the dialogue the kicker. is very Sorkin. Yeah, because David Fincher did bring us um, Fight Club, after all. Mm. So you know it's got to be good. <laughs> all right. Hey, I've got a question, and this is a very geek question. Luckily, we we had a comic book question um, pop up during the show. So let's do this question, and then we'll okay. talk. We'll talk softball team. Yeah. Then we'll close. And we'll it. get out of here yeah. um, in shortly. Um, as as I, I said a little bit earlier, I've I've um, I've gone back into a comic store um, a couple times now since uh, since late January, and I've decided you know what I can give myself a couple of titles a month, and so I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and start getting um, Fantastic Four and FF. The the oh, yeah? uh, companion title, okay, and I'm going to pick up Legion, uh, Legion of Superheroes, and Legion Lost, just because I've always been a Legion guy, sure. and you know, even if it's bad, I'll probably keep buying it, and right. especially since they've they've held the price line at two ninety nine, so that doesn't hurt. Um, 
And uh, Francis Portella is doing the art on uh, the Legion, so that that's pretty cool. Francis Portella is like, um, um, oh my gosh, he's he's like if Frank quietly knew how to draw people that weren't ugly and repulsive, that, that'd be kind of be what it had. Yeah, you know? uh, and, and Paul Paul Levitz is writing it, and Paul I Levitz, too, I. Paul Levitz is is very solid. He's very Jeff Johnsy in the fact that you know you're going to get good stuff from him. Um, how groundbreaking it's going to be might be a bit of a question. I personally give me the Abnet Landing uh, Legion, and there have been a lot of good writers. Uh, Paul Levitz is certainly one of them. Anyway, so I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I wish it was kind of the old days where I was just kind of cherry picking New Fifty Two titles, like oh, I'll check out Wonder Woman or Supergirl or you know whatever Challengers of the Unknown or whatever. Um, you know, get all the Avengers title and stuff. I, I've I've cut down, and I'm getting the the Fantastic Four uh, titles. And I'm getting the Legion titles, and I'm okay with that. But then it occurred to me that you know, if there were just you know, do you have a favorite two or or top three or whatever properties in comics? I mean, if they're you know, uh, yeah. if you said Spider-Man, you know, because my, my thought is that if you say Fantastic Four, then then I think the Fantastic Four comics, uh, the the proper and the FF both kind of fall under that umbrella. Now, if you say Spider-Man, that doesn't necessarily mean, well, that means that I get all the Avengers titles. I get all the X-Men titles. I get all the Defenders titles. I get all the everything Spider-Man's in, you know, you, you know what I mean? Right. But um, but I think you know for for a character or a group you know maybe you get those whatever incarnations of that title they really but, melded together the the three monthly titles into the one mm-hmm. Spider Man yeah yeah like mm-hmm. well then then they monthly. you know they introduced uh, Astonishing Spider Man I haven't read that mm-hmm. I mean I mean for me I think if I had to add a third it would probably be it might be Justice League. I've just I've always been a Justice League kid since I was a, a young and I mean I I started out with Legion and I was a DC kid I guess at at the first I don't think you'd like the the current Justice League well I I've got the first four or five issues <laughs> oh, of did it you like it and I thought it started slowly and I was actually kind of mad at about that but yeah. it's well done I mean you know Jim Lee's art is getting to be a little bit dated looking by now it's surprised that he that his style has not evolved over the last twenty years he's right. basically just still doing what he does he hasn't changed much he still does it well. Um, and I don't know how much credit you give to Scott Williams as inker, um, but the, but the, the book looks good and Jeff Johns is not knocking out of the park, but he's too good a writer not to at least provide a solid effort. Now, sometimes I think that the biggest knock I have on Jeff Johns is that sometimes his work does not feel inspired. Sometimes it feels like I don't have yeah. a brilliant idea. I do have a contract. I have to write, you know, freaking six titles a month or whatever, which I've always right. wondered. Now, how he do you write seem, one title a month? He does seem spread a bit thin. Okay. We know he can he can do yeah. really good stories and, over a long period of time. It's just Well, you know. and it, it's like any artist. It's like you've you know, I, I guess you can constantly reinvent yourself, but you know, you've only got so many natively good ideas in you. Now, you know, some bands it's like they've got one good album in them and some bands have fifteen good albums in them. But there's a point where your creativity you know, the original spark of your creativity is gone, and if you can't create more creativity out of thin air, then you're pretty much, your your creative, you know, outlet is, is spent. Yeah, know. I guess comic book writers, they don't take time off to recharge. No, and, and that's interesting. Well, I would disagree with that because there, not every comic book writer has written something every month you know what i mean yeah. i mean 
there's some truth to what you're saying. Like Peter David's my my go to comic book guy. Yeah, and novelist for that matter. But not every novel he's written has okay. been my cup of tea. Not every comic book he's written has been my cup yeah. of tea. Um, Peter David, um, dang it, I was watching. I think he wrote a Young Justice episode. He did a couple weeks back. He did, and I just I saw the written by, and I went really. Well, he wrote the the comic, the Young Justice comic. Okay, I didn't know that in the early. early How's the 2000s? show? I my humble opinion, I watched the show sporadically during its first season. Mm-hmm. And thought it's a little soap opery. They're okay. they're more concerned with oh man, is Connor and you know or Connor and Megan you know. Superboy and, and the Martian Manhunter chick are they going to get together? You know what kind of relationship problems oh, are they yeah. having? And yeah, you know, they, they kind of wrap that stuff heavily, you know, liberally around the action that happened in the series. But um, about six eight episodes ago, they started the Young Justice subtitle Invasion storyline, and I think that the show is really picked up. I mean, they're they're still doing a decent amount of character development, but. Um, but it's like the 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 arc is first and the characterization is secondary instead of kind of the other way around. Um, so I, I appreciate it for that. Um, to that, sum up, I, I think Young Justice is really good and getting better all the time. And it's it's my favorite cartoon um, cartoon capes and tights yeah. thing um, since uh, the Teen Titans uh, cartoon. The Go, Go, Go yeah, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. So it, the Young Justice, can you watch that? Uh, on like Netflix or something I where you can don't just know. on demand something. I don't know. Um, uh, I've been uh, DVRing it, and you know I I've probably checked on Netflix just because I would like to go back and see first step because I didn't see I don't know maybe I saw half the first uh, season. I just I caught it when I caught it, and I didn't worry about it. And I finally said, "You're nuts." Um, you know that's what the DVR is for. Right. And so I've been watching it. I've got it set to record the first run uh, episodes only. So if they're catching you up on reruns, I don't know. But uh, um, it's really good. I mean, I think the uh, the Avengers is also really good. But the Young Justice, to me, just feels more like a comic book sprung off a page. Um, and and I'm, I, really, I really like it. And they had, uh, they've had a five years later uh, thing happen to them, too. Um, as the invasion storyline starts... Um, all of a sudden you kind of jump ahead five years and things are different, um, slightly different. Like uh, Robin is, is now... permanent or is this no, just a... Uh, no, this is, this is a permanent shift in, oh. in the series, uh, which was... You know, I'm not a spoiler guy. I don't know that this we call a spoiler anyway, but I found it extremely interesting that they did this um, because... Um, I mean, and they've had a couple of those kind of those huge gaps in time. Uh, another thing I love about the Young Justice is that is that the Justice League are all over it. Batman, Superman, you know, Red Tornado, um, oh, Martian cool. Manhunter. These guys are are in it all the time. I mean, they're they're basically co stars. You could almost entitle the show Young Justice featuring the Justice League because the Justice League are their mentors. You know, and so usually one of the Justice League is is literally assigned to the Young Justice team. Now this was before the five year jump, and I don't think that they that they have that uh, that mentor mentee relationship as much in the 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 truly current the Justice League invade or Young Justice invasion storyline. Um, but uh, Dick Grayson is now Nightwing, and Tim Drake is now Robin, and okay. um, Impulse has showed up, and. Um, 
uh, you know, Connor and uh, Connor and Megan have broken up and uh, this and that. And so it's one of those where they, they leave a, a time gap. That they can kind of fill in bits and pieces here and there. Um, for the most part, it's kind of cosmetic, but it allowed them to, to do some cool stuff. Like uh, um, it's just really cool seeing, you know, Nightwing and he's in his his classic, not the original Teen Titans Nightwing with the huge yellow, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. collar, you know, lapels, uh, but the classic, you know, all black with the, the blue bat Nightwing thing. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's getting better all the time. So, yeah, catch up. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to guess that Netflix does not have it because I'm sure I have looked before. I'll, I'll check it out real quick, y'all. To answer your original question about yes. the comics. Yeah. Spider-Man was always that for me. Cool. In the 90s, I bought all four Batman books and all four Superman books. Okay. Because, you know, Death of, Stor- Death of Superman okay. storyline and the Nightfall storyline when Bane broke Batman's back. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was still buying comics today, well, okay, up until last year or something, it was... Yeah. I have to, okay, I'd have to go even farther... Uh, it's always been Spider-Man until one more day. That's okay. just blanket statement. Okay. But up until I stopped buying comics for financial reasons, it was uh, Avengers and New Avengers. Yeah. Ever since Bendis was on it. Okay. And then Moon Knight, I would get it. I would get it, all the Moon Knight books that came out. Cool. Even so far as to going back and getting all the old Moon Knight stuff at like conventions and okay. stuff. Okay. And uh, the Hulk, Incredible Hulk. I've always... Wow, been a fan of Hulk since, since okay. Peter David wrote the Hulk, and uh, for a while it was Star Wars. Every Star Wars book that would Dark Horse would put out, I would get okay. those too. Got to see, and, and I'm yeah. you know I'm not that much older than you, but I remember the, the to me the Star Wars comic book was produced by Marvel. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that's, when Dark Horse started putting them out back uh-huh. in the early '90s. Yeah, that's when it they got good. No kidding. Yeah. So. Okay. Because yeah, the original Marvel run was you know they were good, but it, it wasn't with air quotes. Yeah, good. it was good. It was uh, Netflix does not have uh, Young Justice, by the way. Mm. Uh, you can, however, watch Justin Bieber. Never say never. No, thanks. When so, you were buying books no. regularly, so what what was your go to character or group or whatever? Right now, it's Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm also liking Daredevil. Um, Did you read the Michael Brian Michael Bendis Daredevil? No. Okay. So for when I say Daredevil, I'm talking about the Mark Wade, yeah. the current one, since the, the reboot or the relaunch. Okay. I'm jealous. I, I've I've heard it's really good. I've wanted to watch it, but I have not. I was all over the Bendis Daredevil, too. Okay. Great stuff. I think prior to that, it was Power Girl. So I'd, okay. I'd, I'd pick up uh, so, Walking Dead and Power yeah. Girl, which are pretty was much it? the opposite. Yeah. Totally yeah. opposite books. That's but. cool. When did you first start buying books on a regular basis? Wow. Uh, junior high. Okay, then what was it back then? Okay. What was your go-to book back then? Back then, um, what's I, your favorite hero? What's it, was, it always been? It was Spider Man. Okay. Uh, so I'd pick up, I picked up Amazing Spider Man when uh, Ron Friends was drawing it. Great stuff. And Roger uh, Stern wrote a lot of yeah, those. Or right. Hobgoblin and all that stuff. Exactly. Mm, great stuff. Fantastic stuff. The two forties and whatnot. Right. Um, and I'd pick up. I would pick up. Uh, the the cartoon related ones like GI Joe and Star okay. Transformers, and I think the rest were just stuff I'd pick up from half price books, just whatever was in the bins. Oh wow! Not monthly stuff. Okay, I just remembered when the Punisher started getting his own books, and he had like two or three books at a time. Yeah, I would get those also. 
I did get those. I was a big Punisher yeah. fan. Yeah. And see, I've, we've talked about this before. I've always been a group guy. Right. You know, I, I'm... I appreciate the individuals, but I've I've always been more interested in the group dynamic because well, I kind of get more for your money that way. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it's that, but uh, there's something about um, seeing all these different characters. Um, you know, the more there are more different combinations. You know, um, to get through. Um, you know, to get through a potential problem. I think Bendis has done really, really well mm-hmm. with that on the Avengers books that he's written okay. the last several years. I think a lot of that has to do, uh, maybe I'm having a, a breakthrough here, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that your group books are going to be much more likely to have epic scopes and epic villains and epic battles yeah. and, you know, cosmic consequences sure. and stuff where your individual books, your, your Spider-Man, you know, it's, it's not that, it's not that it's a soap opera, right. but it's much more likely to be stories on a personal level than, Oh my goodness! The world is going to explode if we don't band together and save it from the you know if we don't did break you, these impossible odds. Kind did of you stuff. like? What did you think of the um, mm-hmm. the eight, late eighties Justice League when they read the, when they did the reboot? Are you talking about the Giffen, yeah. Demetrius, um, that kind of stuff? Uh, I I was there when it first uh, Guy Gardner and yeah yeah, yeah. It, the yeah the Wahaha Justice right, League right, right yes. yeah thank you and I never read the. Uh, Justice League Detroit. I never read the stuff that no, was that, that crazy off the wall, you know, tongue in cheek. Um, but I read some of that, um, and I found it. I found it. It was it was cool, but to me, the Justice League is the classic Justice League that was written by uh, um, Carrie Bates and drawn by uh, Dick Dillon and, and inked by uh, Dick Giordano. Yeah. That's that's the it's like the the one twenties, and you know, it, so much of it is. You know, well, that's when I was a kid. That's when I first started picking it up. But, you know, Dylan and Giordano, they just seemed to go together like peanut butter and chocolate. It was just <laughs> it was a wonderful combination. And um, the the writer almost didn't matter as much. Now, I do think that um, Jerry Conway started writing it um, into the 150s, 160s. And I didn't realize it as a kid, but I've heard a lot of people say this, and I get it now. Jerry Conway's not a great writer. <laughs> Bite those, your tongue. Those the, I didn't read. The I'm old not Spider-Man, talking about Steve Gerber. I'm talking the about old, Jerry, Jerry Conway. Yeah. The old Spider-Man stuff that he... Mm-hmm. that he. Um, Jerry Conway did some Fantastic Four. He did a bunch of almost not fill-in stuff. But. When he took over for Stan Lee mm-hmm. and Roy Thomas, back okay. when Stan Lee, it, it morphed like Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, Stan Lee, and then Jerry Conway. Yeah. Man, he wrote some fantastic Spider-Man okay. stuff. I probably read a lot of those as a kid. I, and, you know, when I was a kid, it's, um, you know, comic books are... 35 40 cents a pop and so you know i'd go throw down you know five ten bucks at the at the store right. and i'd walk away with pretty much every title they had and so yeah. i i did read a bunch of those solo titles back in the day i just if i had to pare it down you know and you know give you my top four it'd be fantastic four legion and probably the avengers and the justice league well, i think that's just that's the way that's the way bill rolls i think if you took older authors mm-hmm. and and I think it's evident when older authors come back, you know, yeah, okay. quote unquote, for their, for their, you yeah, know, the, they're, they're coming home. The triumphant return, yes. More often than not, in my opinion, it doesn't really work and great. That's why I was, I was fairly apprehensive about Paul Levitt's coming back to the Legion. Um, now, he hadn't written it in, gosh, I mean, 20 years, basically, because he, he was the writer 
now nah, less than that. Uh, he was the writer up through the early '90s, but he wrote the Great Darkness Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of he started when he started. Uh, he started and basically he immediately ramped up into that, which is one of the great stories of all time, certainly in the Legion universe. And that was um, that was Keith Giffen's uh, artwork and Larry Malstead on inks, and it was just at the time it was fairly magical because it was different. Um, it was the, the art was very precise. Keith Giffen hadn't adopted that kind of very fat lines, lots of kind of almost like quietly, almost, you know, kind of ugly people and just kind of real gritty art, which I didn't mind a bit for the, uh, the five years after run. Um, but Giffen, you know, has gone to a look that is very, very Jack Kirby esque. You know, where it's yeah, lots Lomac, of yeah. it's lots of very heavy. But before inks then, and, it was not. Uh, I would not say that it was readily accessible for mo- for the general audience. Yeah, well, I mean, I started reading the Legion when I was a kid. It was written by it was the the Carrie Bates, uh, Mike Grell uh, days, and uh, uh, Dave Cockrum uh, had wow. had just preceded Mike Grell. And um, Mike Grell drew that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will let you look at a couple of titles if you want, but uh, that was back in the days when the credits on the comic would be written by Carrie Bates, art by Mike Grell, and they would Mike, maybe give you the editor. But those were all the credits. So uh, if Mike Grell, we have to assume he inked it and maybe did the coloring, and you know, because if someone else did the inking or the coloring, they don't credit them. So those back in the days when you're a lot more one man banding, I guess, or two man banding. You know, basically you've got a writer and an artist, and you know you don't have this, this this relative you know small army of people creating each issue. You don't have, you know, the the colorist and the inker and the letterer and the editor and the associate editor right. and the writer and the co plotter and the scripter and the you know that kind of thing. Is it? I think when Chris Claremont came mm-hmm. back. You know his triumphant return to X Men. Was it the X Men Forever? Or Something whatever that like was? that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it was kind of universally panned well, a bit. You know, and when Peter David came back to the Hulk after several years and did a five issue mm-hmm. arc, I was so excited. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, when Mark Wade came back and did the Flash after years away. Okay. I was excited. It wasn't the same. Huh. You know, when Neil Adams came back and. And did Batman Odyssey? People were thrilled about that he was coming back. Yeah, I haven't read it, but apparently, I it's not so great. Well, I read you know? the first three issues. But he's also writing it too. Not, well, not with yeah. Danny O'Neill. I mean, even his art is his art different. is different. It's well, it's it's absolutely you know, it's absolutely Mike Grell's art. Or it's it's absolutely you know what I mean. Um, it's it's absolutely his art. They're, they're, you're not mistaken for anybody else, but. His art has become uh, more frenetic, a little muddier. It's not as it's not as focused. It's almost like it's almost like he's ad libbing his way through the art, you know, as opposed to, or maybe he just doesn't care as much. See, I've always maybe been, he's on a deadline. Maybe he's too busy uh, animating the Claritin B. I've always to, gotten that impression that when an artist's Maybe it's not fair, this characterization. But has there, has there I, been any artist that has maintained their um, particular style at their peak? I like, think Jim Lee. Forever? I think his art looks the same as it's always yeah. looked. Well, how much older is uh, 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 um, Neil Adams than, than Jim Lee? I well, 
Probably 20 years. Maybe? Yeah, but and also there was a lot more time that had passed between Neil Adams' Batman stuff and his current Batman Odyssey yeah, stuff than there, than there has been between Jim Lee's current uh, Justice League stuff and his Batman Hush stuff or whatever, right. even before that. But, you know, John Byrne's art over the years has, in my opinion, gotten a lot worse in my yeah. eyes. You yeah, know? it seems a little more shortcut. Kind yeah, of and and Neil Adams was a freaking tremendous Batman artist back in the day, but now yeah. it just looks rushed and like you know, like what you it, said, I'm on a deadline. I got to get this well, done. With that Odyssey thing, uh, to me, it, it feels like it's almost like that the thing that uh, the June Bob was talking about, where the artist is telling him, "You can be an artist or a storyteller," and very rarely do the two people coexist in the same brain. Um, that the artist is so concerned with filling up every little corner with, wow, look how good an artist I am and look, look what I can draw mm. that you almost lose the story because you're too concerned with the, the, the literal act of drawing and the intricacies that you can put into your backgrounds and stuff that don't lead to the forwarding of the storyline itself. Who do you think makes the, who do, uh, strikes the, the best balance between the two? Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, you mean writing and arting? Uh, storytelling and artist. Um, I. I know I have someone in mind. For me, I'm. There are a number of there are a number of people I really really like, but um, the one I guess this must be my answer because this is the one that came to my head, and this is probably because I've just finished reading a bunch of his art and. When he first, um, when I first, when I first went through his art, um, I didn't really get it. The second time I went back and, and read these issues, I thought, okay, now I understand. This is good stuff. But um, Steve Epting, the okay. the work he did yeah. on uh, Fantastic Four, uh, when I first read it, it felt kind of gritty and and, and Captain America before that, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat at the uh, the Titan Comics uh, was telling me about um, another run that Epting had done. Was it? Was it Spider-Man? What was it? Oh, I feel dumb now. But um, uh, but he said he fell in love with Epting during this other run that I'm forgetting. Um, all I know him from is the Fantastic Four run, but he did well, such a good job. probably Captain America. Okay, he did such a good job of, of capturing the, the look of the characters and just the emotion and the way he drag your eye, drug your eye across the page. Not as, um, not as exciting as, uh, like, say, Brian Hitch, um, who I just... He may be my favorite current artist right now, and it's a shame he's if he's doing something I don't know what it is. Um, but he uh, he and Mark Millar um, basically reinvigorated reinvigorated the Fantastic Four franchise. You're proud of me, aren't you, Miller? Say it, huh, Miller? Dang it! <laughs> I think um, <sighs> I think uh, uh, Yvonne Hayes, Ivan yep. Rice. I yep. think he's really good at both. Yeah. Good yeah. storytelling and good art. I think Rice is exceptional. He's just very, he's just he's extremely good, but he feels kind of generic to me. He's generic great artist. Have you read Have you read Aquaman? No, I haven't. I, I have he's, to admit he's, that's what he's doing right now, right? Yeah. Yes. It's, um, not generic. Okay, cool. I've looked through and, them and I love his art. I just yeah. love it. Well, when he uh, uh, when he replaced uh, Ethan. On the Green Lantern stuff, I felt it didn't miss a beat. Yeah, um, it just—it's it, not that he doesn't ape 
Ethan Van Skyver, and that's all I'm saying, but I'm just saying they're both so competent at what they do. They both do such a good job that his his art is great. It just doesn't feel like, you know, you don't look at Ivan Rice. I mean, I guess maybe you do, but when you look at Ivan Rice, you don't go, there's a certain style there. There's a way, brush strokes or shadow. You know, the, there's not something there that screams, I am Ivan Rice when you look at his artwork. It's just, it's just you know, like I said, kind of generic. It's great art, and and I, I, it feels like I'm being derogatory, and I don't mean I don't to know be. If it's quite generic, but I mean, there's there's a, there's a group of artists that kind of have a similar style. Yeah. So I'd say uh, Ivan Rice, uh, Ethan Van Skyver, to a, to an extent, maybe Mar- yeah. uh, Rags Morales have, depending on the yeah, inker, okay. they yeah. have a very dramatic yet detailed style. Yeah. And they, they they do strike like a very good balance. Who's that one artist that you dig that you feel like maybe you might be in the minority about? Um, <laughs> for me, for me, it's Steve Dillon. I love Steve, Steve Dillon. Dillon's work. He drew Preacher. Punisher? Okay. He drew Punisher uh, for Garth Ennis. Okay. Um, he's currently has had eight or nine issues of The Incredible Hulk. Okay. That he, that he, uh, I beg your pardon, Mark Silvestri started that. So maybe he did four or five issues of Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I love Steve Dillon. A lot of people say all oh, all his faces look the same, possibly. But everybody I, does that. <laughs> I friggin' love Steve Dillon. However, I don't think he should ever be allowed to draw the Hulk again. Oh, because the Hulk's not big enough, and he looks like Drax the Destroyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, he's Hulk happens to be bald. That's, now that's the the dumb bald Drax. I mean, I guess both Drax are bald. So is, it, is it just like his his style does not fit, or, he, yes. or he's he's not uh, following the uh, model sheet? I presume there's like a, some kind of model sheet. No, well, it's just he's not big enough. He he looks more like Drax than he does the Hulk. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think I, I love his Punisher stuff. I just it. I read Welcome Back, Frank. I've read it a handful of times. I'll, I'll read it every six months or something. I just love it. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, and I love his preacher stuff, uh, but he's just not the the right Hulk artist. I can't imagine why they let him on that book, but, you know, whatever. Hey, there's Zoe. I hadn't even seen her since she got home. <laughs> they've, actually, an hour ago. they've actually left and come back since then, too. I've been zoned in, man. I've been zoned in. I know, man. I it's, think you and I are getting the same... Text messages did get, from June. Did Bob. you get the picture of the fried worms that June that Bob was sent June us? Bob, yeah. <laughs> hey, I have to use the restroom. Yeah. So let's. Well, we don't have to keep going with no, this. We've let's been talk going about, for like two and a half hours. Where's I think. the professor? Uh, backyard, I think. Should we get her in for this? Oh, for softball. Yeah. We gotta get that in. Sounds Let good me. To me. Hey, who is who's nine oh three eight four? You have to believe that. Professor? Oh yeah, yeah. Text, text everybody. Text this person if you heard that number and ask them who they that's are. A, that, don't. That's. I'm not gonna have to bleep that number now. I don't know. That's, All I know is I got a text message at eight sixteen five minutes ago that said, hey, "Save me some." I yes, don't even know what that means. That, I'm telling you, June Bob sent that text okay. to you and me and somebody else. Okay. At least that's the somebody else. Oh, professor. Okay, I don't know who this human is. Sorry. Disregard here. that number, everybody. Come in here. Take Please. Dennis's mic. Yeah, we're going to talk about. This will be we're going to talk about painless softball. Oh, okay. Let's talk about softball. Shoot, I'm not so, okay, whose but, idea was this? Okay, but first, what do you think about the new fifty-two? No, 
we're thinking about forming a fall softball team for yes. the fall league. Yes. Uh, the half hour wasted team, including us and it's friends and family team and any friends and family of, yeah. of listeners yeah. of the show, right? Half hour wasted softball team. Very low key. Very. Yeah. Very. Like, just fun. Yeah, and laid beer, league, back. beer league people. Kind of, Beer but league. if someone has a, a teenager that they want to join, like 15 and above... Then they can't drink with us. We'll bring them lemonade. Uh, I mean, the kids, our kids will be at the games. Um, just to throw Watching that out there. Watching us get you just ass-faced. <laughs> it's going to be so sad. Let me, uh, uh, let's, let's go on a tangent here, okay? Yeah. You like tangents. I do. I love tangents. <laughs> Professor, so have, excited. You, uh-huh. have you ever had a normal conversation with your husband? Um, oh, you mean where he... Where I do all the talking and he gets to just not sit necessarily there. he does all the talking, <laughs> but when he doesn't derail the conversation off on oh, some tangent, you know what he doesn't do that as much in real life. That's okay. I think I put the I the nipped kibosh? that in the nipped bud, in the bud? Pretty okay. early. <laughs> so what we want to do is invite. Do we know when this league starts? I oh man, okay. I think it's August October, and we want to have at least fifteen members. Um, don't know the exact price because it depends on how many people. It's probably going to be around thirty dollars a person. I'm just throwing that number out there. It could be less. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the shirts are really cute. Didn't I say they were going to be somewhere like fifteen to twenty dollars, depending on how much lettering we put on them and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I found some really cute shirts where it's like the sleeves are, are one color and the rest is white yes. or gray, whatever that look is. Yeah, we can jersey, and we could put look, like the yeah. half hour wasted logo on it. They you can know. be three we quarter put- shirts. Three quarter sleeves or short sleeves. Yeah, we could put Chico's Girl bail bonds cut. in the back. So what we want to do is invite any local listeners. Yes. yes. It doesn't have to be local. You could live in Oklahoma and want to drive down every week to play ball with us. Yeah. yeah That's fine. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah, JB but, could come in from uh, East Texas yeah, or wherever he's living uh, If there are anybody listening who would like to be a part of the Half Hour Wasted softball team, which will start in a couple months maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I want to say it's late August to October, but I could, get, I could put – Get all that specific information okay. and put it yeah. on y'all's forum or something like we that. We have to have at least, what, nine? Oh, gosh, at least. Uh, oh. we, we probably need a minimum something of 12. Like, like 12, 12. I would say, have to be minimum. Yeah. But we don't have... people are going to be sick and stuff. Now, that we've got to have... Um, one thing is a co-ed league has to have... Uh, it has to be five and four. I mean, there can't be, like, eight guys and one girl really? you know, know playing. About that, honey. I thought you said that there had to be, like... Gosh, Five and four. Let me look this I thought there had to be at least me. one set of boobs on a co-ed team. Well, clearly, but um, and I'm not talking about you and Frank. Right. Boom. Oh wow. Ah, 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 ah. So if so you're anyway. if you're interested, <laughs> hey, you yes. knew what you were signing up when you let us I, come to this house to record. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually extremely jazzed about this. I really, really want to do this. It's so fun. And it's going to be laid back. There's not going to be any stress or, like, people getting angry because we don't win. I matter of fact, I assume we're going to lose a lot. And we'll probably <laughs> nice. have some Hey, um, if you want to play softball practice. and lose on a weekly basis, yeah. come join Here's, the Half Hour Wasted <laughs> Team. It'll cost you about uh, 45 bucks. No problem. Come on. <laughs> but it's going to be fun, and I just want to do it. I just yep. want to do it and just if, try it out. So there are a few people in the area that we know. The, the Poos, obviously. Uh, P. Gideon Daniel. Um, I don't know if uh, either the nerd herd. Uh, they just need would, would to somehow like to, be associated um, with one of the three of us, four yeah. of us. Yeah. If you know us on a personal basis, get in touch with us with 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 yeah. in in any of the ways that you know how to. Or if you're a listener and you want to 
participate. Send yeah. us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail dot com. Yeah. tweet go. us. And we we definitely need uh we need the ladies on this team too. It's yeah, not, like husband just, and wife's teams is kind of a good yeah, idea. It, it can't be a big sausage factory. Okay, we got to have some God. ladies around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've been doing the show for five years now. He just now decided to use that. No, term. no. I think after five years, you would remember on a weekly basis that this is a family show. Oh, God. no! He's, I thought I was. Okay I thought I was tap very appropriate. I thought I was tap dancing around. It. He considered that appropriate. I know. <laughs> no, I just thought it was. It was. It, it wasn't too far over the edge. We, okay. Maybe we didn't have to. Um, there was more I was going to say. Oh, so yeah. So we need all is, of Frank's girlfriends need to sign up for this. Listen, ah! I this is the third time I've yeah. almost lost this thought. I was thinking it'd be one of those things where, hey, if you want to pitch, you get to pitch sometimes. Sometimes you get to catch. Sometimes you do this. So you're not going to be stuck in right field yeah. the whole season. Right. We're going to switch off. Yeah. I get the first pick. So yeah. I'll, be, I'll be shortstop all season. But uh, the rest of y'all. I can't speak for okay. the rest of you guys, but I'm tired of being the catcher. <laughs> I'm number eight. That I know. Now who's eight. now who's overplaying the double entendre? <laughs> Apparently you are, because oh. I played catcher My on apologies. the church softball team for years and years. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> now I have to edit that out. Thank you very much. It's not my fault. I, am I done no, here? actually, I set I set you up for that. I one. need to go. <laughs> you knew wash I wasn't going to resist that. You've got a big show tonight, yes, and we're going to go, go see it. Yeah, that's right. Funny. The band wreckers. We're splitting uh, in here and. and we're leaving here in about an hour, something like that. All right. Yeah. Half hour, hour, something like yes. that. So again, I'm going to let Dennis take back the mic. Very good. Well, thank you thank for you, helping Text, out. Email, this. tweet, all those things you do. Um, yeah. So we'll figure out, uh, I guess the, the easiest thing to do would be to, I don't know, create a forum thread for it or nah, something. No, just email or, us or, or tweet us. Yeah. Either one. Half yeah, hour wasted true. at gmail.com. Yeah. At half hour wasted. If you're personal friends of ours, you know, call us on our cell, cellular devices. Right. Those oh-so-secret cellular devices of ours. We hope Frank uh, makes it back from Germany safely. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, I want to thank everybody for calling that called in tonight. It was nice to hear from you. I want to thank the Poos for bringing some frou-frou tacos Mm, that were wonderful. Thank you, Torchies. That was awesome. I want to thank Bill for being uh, a sweetheart. Oh. And I want to thank me for holding my bladder as long as I have. You have done quite (laughs) well. I'm proud. I'm proud. For a minute there, I thought Sage walked in here holding a can of Bud Light Lime. Oh, no. <laughs> it's that's, green uh, and white. No, but he is enjoying a fine 12 ounces of lemon lime soda. I hope it's any good. How is it, Sage? Check him out. Check out the. He's he's so chilled right now. What's up, G Dog? It's because he's cool with his soda pop. I know, doing, brother. All right. I'm Uh-oh. starting this music. Uh oh. Boom. Oh, Sage. Thank you for joining us. I don't know what 276 is going to be about. Yeah. But it, this is like the the, the zenith. Is that right? Yeah. The zenith. Yeah. And so Apex, from here on down, pinnacle. we're headed towards the nadir. Yeah. We got 25 uh, issues to episodes to get there. No, we're so. going we're going past 300. I hope so. We have the official announcement. I hope the Mayans will let us, because that's that to me is the whole point. Mayan. Frank's Mayan. Mayan. Yes, Frank's Mayan. He doesn't. Oh. Yeah, he he keeps that kind of. He's under, Mayan. Yours. <laughs> hey. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a tweet and an email and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And oh, what else? Anything oh, else? Yeah, before we leave, dear Twitter diary, I tried uh, angel dust today. I think I may go ahead and try some bath salts, too. Sounds like fun. 
Hashtag, you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you next week.